The semi-finals are set in the Cricket World Cup. India, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand remain. Uh, and unless India lose to the Netherlands right now, they haven't lost a game or tournament. Glenn Maxwell, was it the greatest ODI knock of all time? Concrete in his hamstrings, couldn't use his feet and just whipping the poor Afghans all over the park. Uh, one of the most miraculous things I've ever seen on a cricket pitch. Few Dutch wins, England stinking, Sri Lankan corruption issues, batters getting timed out. The Cricket World Cup has not disappointed. We will wrap up the group stage and look forward to the semis. Rugby League, the Kiwis win the Pacific Championship. I'm still not exactly sure what the Pacific Championship is, but I do know that the Kangaroos have suffered their worst loss ever. That's in 115-year history. 30-0 over there last weekend uh, at the hands of the Kiwis. And uh, the boys, I'm sure, would all be raring to put the feet up after a very long rugby league season. Mm-hmm. NFL's about halfway through. We go into week 10. A lot has happened since our last pod, including big injuries to Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones. The Eagles are top of the end of the sea at 8-1. and one. The Pats under Bill Belichick are looking ordinary. And the Bengals have steadied the ship after their ordinary start. We will wrap up the middle of the year, talk about surprises, disappointments and the like. NBA in-season tournament. Uh, again, what it is exactly, not exactly sure, but uh, some brightly painted courts, hard viewing uh, and the Grizzlies really stinking it without Jar Morant. Bit of soccer, Ange and the Spurs had been flying uh, up until this week, suffering back-to-back losses and a few injuries there. Plus a big final round. Alex Poetan Pereira is the new light heavyweight champ and the F1 goes to Las Vegas for the first time next week. The man on my left is Sean. Uh, The man that's normally on my right is Monks. He's still on daddy daycare duties. He will be joining us uh, towards the end of the year or in the new year. But we like to start off this show by shouting a beer. Sean, how have you you been? It's been about a month. And uh, who are you shouting a beer to this week? I'm very good. Uh, And I'm going to shout Will Smith a beer. Now, not Will Smith. Will Smith of slapping faces fame? Yeah, not of uh, hitting Chris Walk fame. No, Uh, Will Smith of... Uh, World Series fame because mm-hmm. uh, uh, he won uh, the World Series with the Houston Rangers uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, but hits his third consecutive uh, World Series uh, in a row. And well, that's consecutive. Um, third consecutive in a row. Yeah, bang, bang, bang. Uh, but with his third team, so uh, nice. uh, the first to do that. He also did that with the Braves and the Astros yep. as well. Um, so a bit of a lucky charm there, getting yeah. on your squad and win a World Series. Uh, and the interesting stat that also came out from that is out of all the teams that are from Texas, uh, the Houston Texans now remain the only team to never win a championship. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spurs, Mavs, yep. whatever the hockey teams are, yep. they must have had one. College teams as well. They're all ah. covered. They've all won one, just not the Houston Texans. There you go. Uh, I will shout a beer to Meg Lanning. Uh, mm-hmm. She is hanging up the uh, the gloves after an illustrious career. Will go down as uh, one of Australia's most celebrated cricketers. She's only 31 uh, but achieved a lot in that time. 240-odd matches, over 8,000 runs, 17 tonnes, seven World Cups. Uh, that is right, seven World Cups uh, across a couple of uh, white ball formats there. Uh, she's announced her retirement. It looks like Elisa Healy might be primed to take yeah. over the captaincy uh, moving forward. But Meg, uh, definitely deserving of a beer. Enjoy your beer, courtesy of the Esky, and enjoy your retirement. Yes, definitely. 
Mop, uh, we got to talk about a little bit of rugby and uh, congrats mm-hmm. to the South Africans for winning their yes. second consecutive Rugby World Cup. A mm-hmm. uh, bit of a lacklustre game, I thought, in terms of entertainment, but it was very close, mm-hmm. uh, 12-11 against the All Blacks and uh, an interesting red card uh, deciding that one. Yeah. But uh, our mop goes to... Eddie Jones. Yes. Eddie Jones, who was getting the media to stop hounding him and just mm-hmm. put his trust mm-hmm. in his plan for the Wallabies yep. and for the ARU and the long-term plan moving forward, yada, 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 second year of a four- or five-year contract. contract. Yeah. The World Cup happened. Did he make know. two years? We lost, I don't know, it was about 18 months. Yeah. We lost to Fiji. He was just yep. over, beautiful people, very mm-hmm. happy about beating the Wallabies in the World Cup. Didn't get out of the group stage, first time ever. Yep. And what does Eddie do? He pisses off to Japan. Yes, yes. Well, I'm not sure if he officially taken that Japan yeah, job. That was the rumour. I think the writing is on the wall. Yeah, that he was going to go back to, to coaching Japan um, after what I think went Japan, England to Australia, now yep. back to Japan um, for his recent career. Um, after, of course, uh, coaching Australia to a World Cup victory, didn't he, in oh, no, 99 or 98, whatever that was. My rugby's not that good. Yeah. Uh, the last time Australia was good at rugby. Um, uh, but, yeah, so he has quit, as we said, um, before, I guess, completing the job. Um, it was interesting, some of his comments um, talking about um, what he was – what, like, his vision was, his plan was, and there wasn't really support for that with Rugby Australia – um, and they wouldn't be able to see what he wanted to do or deliver. So he, um, um, you know, it was like, oh, fuck it, I'm out. Mm. Um, I think, you know, probably a lot's changed since the last time we coached Australia yep. uh, in, in rugby and there was a lot more scrutiny and uh, media, social media <laughs> around it, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which you can clearly say, see that he probably wasn't uh, prepared for or had the capability to handle. So uh, whether that played into it a little bit as well, that he couldn't just focus on the rugby and focus on what he wanted to do. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I did think it was interesting. He kind of pointed that, you know, he basically said uh, Rugby Australia has no future. Um, you know, there's no future in the game. for the, They don't have the resources to be able to sustain, be competitive for what he – I guess he's, his vision is of making that team competitive. So he was just – he's, you know, fucked off. But um, I guess as casuals that kind of follow rugby and see where rugby is in this country and how it's going – Maybe he's not too far off the mark on that point. Well, yeah, I, I don't think he spoke that far out of line. But yeah. given the press conference and getting stuck into the media that were yeah. asking legitimate questions like, you know, why why, you? why are you leaving out the likes of Michael Hooper, yeah. um, you know, even if he does have to miss the first one or two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Going very young, leading into World Cup. And yeah, and he was talking about trust the, trust the process, yeah, exactly. the long-term plan. Yeah, we might struggle this World Cup, blood the Which is what happened. And, and then we'll come, you know, four years later down the track, we'll be ready for it. Mate, we speak a lot about it on this podcast. We are leaguies. We don't know a whole lot about rugby. So yeah. take what we say with a grain of salt. But from the outside looking in, it looks like an absolute – Hot mess, yeah. and uh, this is just the nail in the uh, in the ARU's coffin. Uh, yeah. Hope that they can turn it around. Uh, I believe the next Rugby World Cup's in Australia, so have mm. <laughs> got four years to uh, to turn things around. Yes. That will help, surely, a bit more public interest, perhaps. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. But I've you know from you know the rugby fans we've we talk to, um, the hardcores, and they're just like, uh, you know, um, once Australia was out there, they just. The interest kind of died away and um, they're focusing on other things. 
I was on uh, I was on the Fiji, uh, and then um, kind of dotted by dotted by the ref against mm. England. Uh, England went through. Uh, yeah, 2027 is in Australia, and Eddie Jones was the coach of that runner up in 03, oh, yeah. the Johnny okay. Wilkinson yes. uh, uh, game. So. Look, uh, wish him all the best, whatever he does moving forward. All uh, accounts will be returning to Japan. He did have a four-year tenure there back mm-hmm. uh, between 2012 and 2015. But uh, rugby, hot mess um, in Australia um, for the foreseeable future. Yep. All right, something that's not a hot mess. We've definitely studied the ship. Let's talk about yeah. it. Four remain, India, South Africa, Mm -hmm. Australia, Mm -hmm. New Zealand. Uh, We'll talk India first. Yes. Um, They're currently playing against the the mighty Netherlands who uh, did manage a few wins this World Cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have been outstanding, uh, eight from eight, very highly likely to go undefeated um, moving forward. Yep. If they win this game, if they want to win the comp, they have to go undefeated. Correct. um, Yeah, it would be an impressive feat. Lots have been talk, uh, spoken about Virat Kohli over the last few years and is he past it? And then the last sort of six months, uh, you know, breaking that that ton drought, uh, at least in white ball cricket, and uh, he's been King Virat. Uh, he's third uh, currently, averaging over over 100. He's only been dismissed five times yeah. uh, and definitely could get a few uh, few today as well. Uh, but the rest of them have been good. Captain Rohit Sharma has been very good, mm-hmm. uh, 400-odd runs at over 55. Shreyas Iyer and Kale Rahul also have been very good. Their only probably sort of criticism uh, – I suppose with their top end is is Shub McGill, who we've always been yeah. a big proponent of on the podcast, has, has really struggled, and uh, and Sky uh, has been a bit ordinary. So mm-hmm. if they do lose early wickets, um, you know that that middle order is probably yet to be proven just yet. But uh, look, they're uh, eight from eight. When <laughs> there's not many weaknesses there, no, no. no one expected them to to really struggle through the group stage. I don't think. Many people saw an undefeated sort of run coming through. Mm-hmm. I thought they might have dropped mm-hmm. one here or there. Um, but, you know, odds on to, uh, to win the whole thing and going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, I've been very impressed uh, that their bowling attack has probably been focused more on their quicks, mm. their quicks being very dominant um, uh, throughout the tournament. Then, uh, then what I thought it kind of – at the start of the tournament, after watching a few games, I thought, oh, it's probably it's looking like spin to win. A lot of teams winning will get yeah. the spin, but then it's kind of changed and it's um, ended up being you need good quality quicks to also, you know, support those um, – those spinners to actually get good wins because there's a lot of big scores um, getting thrown around. Completely different to any of the Red Bull cricket that we've watched, oh, you yeah. know, recent series mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. With, with England being over there, with us being over there. Yeah. Uh, we've followed quite intently and it's a, a completely different kettle of fish. Uh, they've been dishing up roads, small mm-hmm. grounds, hot weather, um, and uh, it's really been a, a, a World Cup for, for the sticks. Having said that, yeah, the Indian quick's been very good. Uh, Mo Shami, 16 uh, poles in four games, mm-hmm. average seven, striking at nine, <laughs> tick under yeah, 10 balls. Pretty good. good. Poor Sri Lanka, a new one. Uh, Jadeja and Boomer also been pretty good. New Zealand definitely got their work cut out for them, but mm-hmm. um, if there's anyone that, that loves a, a big upset um, and making it to the final of a World Cup, uh, maybe not winning the final, but at least getting there, it's the uh, it's the Black Caps and uh, what a revelation Ruchin Ravinja has been announced himself on the world stage. 
Um, he's had uh, three tons, uh, averaging over 70. Uh, he's only about 22, 23 yeah, years yeah. of age. The rest of their batting has been pretty good. Daryl Mitchell, Devin mm-hmm. Conway, and mm-hmm. big boost with Kane Williamson back, yep. um, you know, from the from the ACL. ACL yeah. So he would have been, um, you know, chomping at the bit to get ready for for the back end of this um, mm. this tournament. You know, aiming all his rehab around around coming back for this. Yep. So, look, if uh, if anyone can can cause a big big upset, it's uh, that little nation of uh, four and a half million people uh, across from us. But yep. uh, it would be a, a, a huge, huge upset on Wednesday if they were to get it done. Definitely. And I think uh, looking at their recent form, they've had had the bit, bit of the mickey over they've dipped, yeah, over, oh, over, over India, India. in, yeah. in, um, in uh, one-day internationals. I think they were four of the last six with two of those being no result for rain. Yeah. So I assume probably a bunch of those were played in New Zealand yeah. <laughs> for that. So, uh, yeah, whether the – again, the home field advantage here for the Indians um, will be too much for the New Zealand squad. But – on recent form, um, in the especially in uh, the one day internationals, they've been um, had the Mickey of them. It's uh, been, a, I guess, a little bit closer in the other formats um, yeah. as well. Problem is, it's not the other formats. So it's also true. Also true. India at home. A lot of the similar sort of players, yes, but uh, yeah, it's a, is of course a different format. These odds possibly a little uh, better than w- what I had expected. A mm. dollar uh, thirty-three for India on Wednesday night. Uh, the Black Caps coming in at three twenty-five. Jeez, uh, it would be an almighty boil over. You could imagine mm. uh, there'd be one point two billion people that are that would be shocked if uh, if India don't get through to the final. Mm-hmm. Truman Gill just hit sixteen off that over. So yeah. <laughs> maybe you're playing the Netherlands and get him into some form. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Playing for a big ton here. All right, let's talk about our Aussies. Um, Going to play South Africa Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, South Africa had a pretty good run against yeah. us recently. We struggled over there in that warm-up uh, just before the World mm-hmm. Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so four out of the last six have gone to the South Africans. They were our sort of smoky dark horse. Watch yep. out for them. Yep. Um, and they have definitely haven't disappointed. Their batting has been extremely potent. Yep. Led by uh, Quinton de Kock, mm-hmm. uh, we have to get him early. Uh, I think if we've got any chance, he's uh, he's a tick under 600 runs at 65. Yeah. But then you've also got to worry about Van der Dusen and Markram mm-hmm. and the like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bavuma's been having a stinker. He may not even play. Um, so I think it's all going to come down to, to early wickets. And uh, if we can jag one or two early, which we've done in, in a few games, uh, we'll definitely give ourselves a chance. Oh, agreed. Their bowl has been very good too. Yeah. Uh, so everyone knows, you know, Rabada and Janssen pretty good. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard much of this uh, Kurtzy bloke, but uh, he's had 18 at under under 20. So he's uh, he's definitely going to be a handful. So uh, it'll be interesting as well, bat first, bowl first. Yep. Um, I imagine we'll, we'll try and uh, win the toss and bat uh, and try and get 350 plus the, the way that this uh, have, ta- tournament's been shaping up. Have you noticed a trend at all in the tournament about whether defending or chasing has been... Good uh, preference. I, I think I think uh, a, a lot of teams that have set totals have have come mm. out. Uh, probably should should have looked. Yeah, this, this is maybe one for our research man. If you yeah, if you listen to the results. Uh, yeah, we, we've gone a few where we've bowled first, and you know haven't haven't really mm. understood the plan. I think the other night against Bangladesh kind of made sense. Dead rubber. Yeah. Maybe try and, you know, bowl them out and conserve a bit of time. Mm. The Bangladeshis, she's – they Hitting 300. Yeah. They were 50 more than they'd made for the whole yeah. tournament. Yep. So definitely gave us a game last night. But the mm. Bison, how good was he? Oh, yes. Uh, 177 uh, not. I thought he was going to try and go um, past what – so what I – 
used to have before, mm. and we'll get to Maxwell in a second. Mm. Before what Maxwell did four nights ago, uh, one eighty five was the highest score ever mm-hmm. by an Aussie in ODI, mm-hmm. and I thought the Bison was going to just try and get past there to go one and two, but uh, he played his role really well, and and Smudge uh, uh, getting into the runs there too um, was nice because he hasn't had a, a bunch. Mm. Um, yeah, Maxwell, we got to talk about it. Yep, a lot of people have come out and said it's the greatest ODI. Innings of all time, and I think it's pretty hard to argue against that, isn't it? Uh, I think we're, you know, the the timing when he came out, the um, batting on one leg for most of it, and then batting on zero for, for yeah, a bit. exactly, <laughs> no movement, just out. just throwing the bat at it, and the physio's running out, and you think, oh, he's done, um, you know, yeah, throwing yeah. the towel, trying to let ten and eleven look after mm-hmm, it, and he mm-hmm. just kept going, and it, and it was testament to how good the bloke's eye is and yeah. how strong oh, he agree, is through agree. his wrists. Just being able to pick up everything, anything that was yeah. half volley on his pads didn't matter. He didn't have to move his feet. It was going uh, the journey. Uh, and mm. incredible job from Pat Cummins as well to just stay out there and not get out. Well, yeah, exactly. Just face the rocks he needs to face, turn it over when he could um, and, yeah, just let Maxi uh, go to work. 200-run so. partnership when a bloke makes 12. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, so no one had ever made 200 chasing. So yep. there's been about 10 200s in, in the past. It's mm-hmm. all happened in the first inning. So no one's ever done it chasing. So so there's there's one thing that's never been done. Yeah. The game, you know, the, 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 the stage of the game, yes. six for 90 or yep. whatever we were, absolutely up shit creek. Yep. Um, you know, starting to look like, oh, gosh, we, you know, if we lose this, we may not make the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Backs against the wall. Um, then the physical state of him, mm-hmm. you know, the cramping just got worse after the 100 and then after the 150, he yep. just kept cramping up, cramping up. Uh, and then to get the win, I think, you know, it ticks all the boxes in, oh, in whatever you're looking for in your metrics in, in greatest, you know, greatest innings of all time. I, I don't want to go that far, you know, I don't want to put it against Test Knox because. Yeah, but for a one day international. Yeah, one ODI. I, I, I think it's. I, don't, I think it's. Especially in a World win. Cup to guarantee a place in the semifinals and the way, you know, working your way through all of that. Yeah, I think um, to, in my mind, there's no doubt. I think it is, it is one of the all time greatest knocks of all. Um, by an Australian, and it's a bummer that uh, most of Australia was a bed. Well, a lot of people were asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woke yeah, up I've, to the fact that it was like, holy crap. I went to bed. It was, a, it was a work night. It was a, a game that, yeah, I thought we would win. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just woke up and just thought, my goodness, what happened overnight. Yeah. Uh, I got this off the internet, so I don't know if the, all these people have actually said this, but uh, mm. anyways, this is this is what the graphics said. Sachin Tendulkar said best ODI knock of all time. Wazi Makram said the same. Yuvraj Singh said an innings of a lifetime. Harbhajan Singh said the best innings ever. Yeah, Ian Smith, Harsha Bogle, Michael Vaughan, uh, some some big names in the, in mm-hmm. terms of skill and in the commentary arena um, all, all agreeing. So... Look, if you've got your argument against it, uh, you'd want a pretty compelling case. But uh, I think a general consensus, um, yeah, probably the best ODI innings of all time. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. So Maxi had a rest last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't need him because the Bison was so good. Uh, mm-hmm. The big talking point, I think, for Aussie cricket fans will be who's our best 11 for, yep. for Thursday night. Uh, and I wanted to have a chat to you about that. Uh, Davey Warner, how good's he been? You know, bit of, uh, you know, speculation over the last couple of years, especially mm. in the test arena. His white ball uh, form has been been a little lacklustre, but and, and he's, certainly. Uh, and he's on his road to retirement as well. He's yep. announced that. For that, test cricket. Yep. Uh, but the bloke looks like he can play till he's 40, the the way that he's been playing this this well, tournament. Th- in, th- is, is there anyone knocking down the door to kick him out of the squad? So. No. 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 I don't, well, uh, mm, 
it, white balls, perhaps different, but you wouldn't you wouldn't want to the the way that his form's been. Oh, okay. Anyways, he'll be playing uh, on on uh, Thursday night for sure. Travis yep. Hebb back from that hand injury. He'll be mm-hmm. there. The Bison at three. Yep. Uh, and then it's. You could start probably making some arguments. Steve Smith will play. Um, he was solid last I have no, well. no doubt about that. Um, he played second fiddle to Bison, but he was out there and supportive. Now it starts to get a little bit interesting. Did Marnus Labashain's fielding separate him? Uh, question. Because his batting hasn't been Hasn't been amazing. amazing. In the lead up in South Africa, he was he, he was one good. of our best yeah. and forced his way into the squad yep. with, uh, with Paul Ashton mm-hmm. Agar missing out. Mm-hmm. I think Labashain gets... Five, I think maxi six, six, depending on game situation. Yeah. You know, if we if we mm-hmm. lose a couple and we need someone to you know mm-hmm. steady the ship, maybe Marnus, or if we need someone. Yeah. To, okay. I think I think it'll be English, and I think it'll be seven. Yeah. Again, game dependent. Yeah, yeah. Um, which means poor Alex Carey misses out. That's the the trend that's happened over the last few games. Yeah. I think there's no doubt that Sean Abbott uh, will not take part. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got Carey out. We've got Abbott. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, that means we still need two more to miss out. I think Stoinis and Green probably yeah. miss out there. Too. I, I think so as well. If they've got the the bicycle can throw down some rocks if he needs, needs to. to. Maxwell can bowl eight yeah. overs of darts. Yeah. So I, I think they've got enough options. They don't need to throw in an extra one. Um, and both Green and Stein really haven't, um, you know, knocked the door down with, with the opportunities they've had to. to Cement that spot. So both had ample opportunity. Both haven't taken it um, yeah. with with two hands. It's it's a tough eleven to break into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're probably in a grants. We'll be seeing Head Warner Marsh mm-hmm. Smith, Labuschagne, Maxwell Inglis, Stark Cummins, Zamper Hazelwood. Yeah, yep. I think the only one day games we played in the last year were against South Africa, and we start we won the first two games out and then lost the last three. Okay. So, but that was in September. So, some recent form there against South Africa, um, but they haven't played any other one-day internationals going For back ages, to yeah. well, we had 2020. I think it was like 2029, 20, 2020. Like the end of the year was the last time they played one days. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not like, a format we actually play a lot of. Well, <laughs> so, in Ashes year as well. Yeah. You know, a bit happened there. Johnny Bairstow, etc. Yeah, nothing but, over COVID, etc. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I think that's our eleven. Quick mm-hmm. shout out to Zampa. How good's he been? Mm-hmm. Um, leading wicket taker in the yep. tournament so far. So uh, may need him to, to take care yeah, of, uh, of, of some of those um, South African sticks as Shubman Gill may have just hauled out there for 51. 51 off 30. It's still, it's not bad. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. Get him to 100 off 10. Yeah, they're, they're scoring pretty quick, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Four, 400 uh, looks like unders, perhaps, yeah. if this keeps going this way. Anyways, um, Zamp's been very good. We'll need him on Thursday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe the only thing sweeter than us winning seven in a row yeah. has been how bad England have been. And mm-hmm. after the whole uh, passion of the Ashes and, you know, being labelled cheaters apparently um, and all the rest of it. Spirit the, of cricket, Spirit of cricket, <laughs> moral victories. All the like that we like to hear from our, our pasty friends uh, on the other side of the globe. Um, they have been absolutely horrendous. We mm. actually highlighted their batting as being perhaps one, one of the best, one of their strengths on paper. It's been it's been garbage outside of David Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stokes good last night, but yeah, too little, really too late, really. Exactly, yeah. They were, um, he was a long way down that list of uh, batters for In run the 30s scorers. 30s before yeah, last before night. Before last night, so, yeah, but. They've just been terrible. Mm. 
So nothing really makes makes an Aussie smile more than than that. Oh, definitely. That's why we made them. Uh, we we gave them the the the, the beat up to in our preview for the World Cup to throw the Esky curse. Esky curse. Um, make sure they do terrible. So. For any first time listener, generally uh, when we uh, pump up someone's tyres or yeah. a team's tyres, uh, you know the, the the commentators curse. They go out and do exactly the opposite of uh, what we said would happen, which is good. Some teams that have punched well above their weight, Afghanistan, mm-hmm. they automatically qualify for the Champions Trophy, nearly knocked us off, should have, in, you know, 99 what? universes out of yeah. 100 universes. They win that game. Uh, Glenn Maxwell was out of uh, out of this universe. And uh, the Netherlands, you know, knocked, knocked off South Africa, claiming two wins. Um, you know, they, they haven't been, um, you know, just rock up and, and – mm-hmm. Smack the pants off mm-hmm. them, which uh, a lot of people was expecting. A lot of them are amateur cricketers. Um, well, for a lot of the tournament, they were ahead of England on the, on the that's table. Right. So. That's right. Until, until <laughs> the last two games, uh, England's uh, gone past them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Dutch have, can, can definitely hold their their um, their heads high after this tournament. Yeah. Um, weren't just making up the numbers, getting a couple of wins, and it'll do big things for for Dutch cricket. And given yeah, half of these blokes, you know, during COVID were. School teachers yeah. and you know they're 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 semi professionals to be out there and bowling to Virat Kohli yeah. and and the oh, like exactly. uh, you know an unreal experience for them and uh, and they've done well yeah it'd be interesting not just Netherlands where the whether you know pushing that um, cricket into into Europe um, more uh, will uh, you know see some of those other teams um, potentially uh, get involved. You seen any highlights of that uh, European cricket league? And they play yeah. on synth, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few teams that are that aren't quite there just no, yet. We'll no. put it put it that way. No. Um, what do you think about crowds so far for the World Cup? Yeah, disappointing. Outside of the uh, yeah, the, Indian, the games. Indian games, which have been electric atmospheres. Yeah. Well, um, I'd, I'd think if they could, the the tournament organisers would want to have Pakistan to win. Um, uh, when do they play? They play tomorrow. No, it's not. This is the last game. Oh, it's the last game. Yeah. That, 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 they they last lost night. to England last, last night. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I think the point is they would have wanted Pakistan to uh, like get them all out in six overs, whatever it is, to get the run rate uh, to sneak in because yeah, another Pakistan Indian semi final would have been ginormous for for the event. Yeah, um, we're talking about. But uh, yeah, I think you know, we've, we've finished up with four very good uh, competitors for the finals. There's been look. There's been a few like solid. Ish crowds for the non-Indian games, and, and maybe there's a bit of bias as well. A lot of the the cricket that I've watched has been the first twenty or twenty-five overs, and then going to bed yeah, because yeah. of our time zone. Uh, you know, so maybe people rolling Ooh, in after yeah, work, true, and true. you see the highlights, and a few people there, you know, have a night time. But uh, yeah, a few of those big stadiums looking uh, pretty empty. You know, when you especially when you're comparing it to an IPL yeah. kind of atmosphere, and it's in, it's cricket mad people. So I I don't know why they couldn't get you know. The ticket prices must have just been a bit too high for those games. I, I think in hindsight well, they maybe just should have dropped them a little bit. Well, I would have thought they'd be cheaper just because of the amount of leftovers they would have had. And mm. considering um, on the flip side, all the Indian games, the tickets have been a lot more expensive, especially yeah. that India-Pakistan game. Yeah. Um, it's – yeah, I've, I would have, I definitely would have thought being cricket mad, they'd just turn out for cricket. But I, I guess if it's not very cold and they're not showing up. Yep. And, mm. uh, and you know – you can't blame people over there. It is it's, it's the developing yeah. nation as well. It's it's we we struggle with crowds here. True. Um, True. So we'll, we'll talk about the um, Pacific Championship game and how they'll get hammered for crowds. Yeah. Um, what we'll does talk, what does it mean? Yeah. What does it actually mean? But yeah. 
Um, Jimmy did get through to us. Mm-hmm. He said it's about even Stevens for um, whether you bat first or second. Um, he counted yep. 21 wins if you bat first out of the 44 before. Which would be so. 21 and 23. So about 50-50 flip yeah. of the coin, uh, which is interesting. So the mm. chasing teams have, have fed reasonably well. well, as well. Uh, last few stories. Um, Shakib El-Hassan uh, decided to uh, – to- Yeah, to um, time, he ran, he time he... Angelo Matthews out or to, uh, to appeal yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so, again, spirit of the game sort of brought into – uh, question there. A uh, few little talking points yeah. being timed out. I, I've honestly playing a bit of social cricket over the last few years, uh, and blokes are, you know, they've got one pad on. They don't know where their bat is. They're, yeah. they're halfway through a beer. They've just lit a dart, <laughs> and and someone yeah. gets out. And you're like, come on, man! Mm. Like, come, we've got families to go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's a little bit different when it's yeah. uh, you know. The World Cup, yep, uh, but a very interesting uh, appeal, and and for them to to actually go through it, yeah, through with it. Going. But uh, look, neither of those teams were in semi-finals contention, so yeah. it was. Well, but that's the point, though. Like, why why were bangers going so cutthroat to competitive? Yeah, to be competitive in a game that really didn't matter too much. So. Um, but he, he, follow on that story, he was the first um, first person to ever be timed out, first batter to ever be timed out um, and given out for that reason. Um, in the history of international cricket, um, I think in 07, Graham Smith um, put in, uh, it was you know, South Africa playing someone, mm-hmm. um, uh, and who was about three times the time. I think it was six minutes six, yeah. before the batter took the crease. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and they asked him if he wanted to keep it in. He's like, nah, just keep his appeal in. He's like, nah, just, we'll just play it's cricket. Next time, hurry it up. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cranky dad kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that was the closest we'd ever gotten, and now we've officially got one in a World Cup. There you go. That'll yeah. be a good pub trivia question in 10 years' time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in their following match, he definitely ran out to the, the crease. Yeah. <laughs> he was moving quick, that one. Uh, the Port Sri Lankans, uh, mm-hmm. a lot to sort of talk about moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only sort of all the news breaking over the weekend, but uh, the ICC has actually suspended the Sri Lankan cricket board, saying that. Corruption the, in Sri Lanka. Corruption, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the country in general <laughs> over the last few years, this isn't a geo. Political show, but uh, from a few of the Sri Lankan uh, people that I've had a chat with uh, over the last couple of years, have said that things have well and truly gone pear shaped mm-hmm. over there. But uh, um, thoughts and prayers, obviously, with the Sri Lankan people. If they lose, you know, participation in cr- international cricket, that's a that's a big kick in the teeth for for some yep. people that are struggling um, over there at the moment. So they love their cricket. Hopefully, it's just some sanctions, and we don't actually lose Sri Lanka um, from cricket uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah, they sacked the entire board. Obviously, yeah. the, the government's pulling some strings. The ICC um, said said no. Um, we're, we're stepping in here, and uh, some you know millions of dollars have gone missing as well. So, yeah. not looking good. Um, you know, we we sort of spoke. Well, we have spoken a lot about the demise of West Indian cricket uh, mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that that you know Sri Lanka is anywhere near there, but you're just seeing this trend. You know that they. They won the bloody World Cup twenty years ago, yeah. and, uh, and didn't they and win the Asian Cup last year? Uh, year? They made the f- final. I swear they won that. No, nah, not this one. Mm. Okay, but they went. Well, they did well. Like, I think they were the wild card. They came in and they did really well. This is the tournament just before the World Cup. I'm sure they didn't win it. I'll be able to find this one out for you. Uh, anyways, what the point that I was going with was, uh, you know, mm, that's football. Though. Uh, I have to <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> specify here Asian Cup 
cricket. cricket. This is why it's good to have the research man here anyways. Uh, well, India won the last game by 10 wickets. Yeah, okay. And bowled them out for 50. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> oh, gosh. Poor Sri Lanka. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's so true. Pakistan, India, Nepal, mighty Nepal. So they did well in their group stage uh, over Bangladesh and Afghanistan. Uh, and then oh. there was a Super 4, which they had wins over Pakistan and Bangladesh. Uh, and then they made, made the final. final. They made the final. Got and, and, got sk- and got skittled for 50. Yeah. Uh, there so you go. Mo Siraj. So still made the, made the final. Made the final. Yeah. So got past, you know, Afghanistan, Pakistan, yep. some of these other teams. But uh, look, we just uh, we want to see Sri Lankan cricket to continue to thrive. And maybe there just needs to be a, a complete overhaul of, of all the all the board and, and clean it all up. Mm-hmm. That'll do us for cricket. Did you, um, did you want to touch on undefeated teams? So if India actually do achieve it and Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do that. So it's happened a fair bit. Mm. Um, you have to think as well, this kind of format. Actually, let's touch on two things. Mm. Uh, so this format um, is only the second time they've run it. So mm-hmm. 2019 uh, in England was a, was the first one with the 10 teams all playing well, each, other, play each other rather yep. than two groups, groups and a super sixes yeah, stage yeah. and the rest of it. Um, so to go undefeated in this format, uh, it's the same amount of games, yep. but it's less knockout games. Yep. So I suppose it's kind it's kind of an interesting discussion because a lot of the games in this you kind of feel like, well, you probably can lose them, whereas mm-hmm. when they used to be quarterfinal cricket, the mm-hmm. last three is, well, it's all, it's all yeah, cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. But it's happened four times before. So the yeah. Windies in, but, but, in 75, 79 and Australian 03 and 07 but, have done it. But on the flip side of that, potentially you have some other. Like, I guess it's the the toughness of the matchups probably the same, but but I guess the, the variety of the matchups is the benefit. So well, you, in, you get, in, in you some get of those, India playing all the other you know top four or five teams as well as of course the lowly teams. And in some of those sixteen team World Cups, you do have some absolute gimmies. So like yeah, you go true. out and play Bermuda, yeah, or in, in your groups, Namibia so, or, or, yeah. or something. Um, so. I suppose that in that yeah. kind of and we're talking about crowds like that, that kind of that kind of sense of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's maybe more difficult to do it in this in this type of format. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose that just having that one less cutthroat game. I don't know. Maybe yeah. the, I, I, maybe I, if India goes undefeated, maybe it's the it's the greatest performance in a World Cup. Yeah. I, I, I prefer. I do prefer kind of just with the nature of where cricket is. I do kind of prefer the, this. Um, format mm. just for the matchups you get. Like if you know India and Pakistan and the group in Pakistan doesn't make it out, then you don't get that game. Like, mm. uh, and that's you know one of the biggest game that's going to be at this World Cup from a like a viewing point. Yeah. But then you also you're going to get everything else as well. So yeah. you're going to get all the other matchups. You you know England Australia or Australia versus New Zealand. Yeah. Like you go through. You get all of it. So yeah. That's. I think I I think it's worthwhile because otherwise you might. Miss out they're on that. Not, they yeah. don't get that in the in the qualifiers. So at least you get one game um, of every potential matchup. So I think I, that's I pretty cool. I hadn't considered that. That's a that's a that's a good point that you raise. Mm. Yeah. So every single ODI World Cup, you, you're gonna have an Australia and England. You're gonna have an India Pakistan. Whereas yeah. in group stages, uh, it's it's not necessarily gonna be the case. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you could miss out on one of those. You know, would, would have been an interesting matchup. See what would happen. But in this, you get a, you get at least one version of it, and then you move into 
um, the finals were. And I still think, you know, the best four teams have made it through. Like, yep. it's not, there's no one snuck through that shouldn't be there. No, I wholeheartedly agree there. Um, and you've got to put put in the work for, for a month. So yep. that's that's one good thing about uh, about this format is yep. is there's takes out sort of the, the luck factor. You know, oh, you've got to, you just got to rock up and win, win games of cricket. Yep. Uh, the other thing as well in terms of luck factor is is the weather. So mm-hmm. we, we've got to bring that in. It's, there's been barely a, a, a breath yeah, of I, rain yeah, around. I think a couple of games delayed by a little bit of rain, but, yeah, nothing. We haven't had a, a single no result. Yeah, exactly. And there's been a few Duckworth Lewises. Mm-hmm. On the off chance that a monsoon rolls through, <laughs> yeah. New Zealand and Australia go. Yep. There's no there's no time allocated for uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. next day of play. Yep. So that's something to consider for Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, we, we're hoping and praying for nice sunny weather like we've seen yeah. the rest of the tournament. Yeah, I think good competitive games would be exactly what we're after. Perfecto. I think uh, next time that we talk cricket, we'll oh, t- on that note. The, just there, the undefeated teams um, that I mentioned. West Indies did it in in seventy five, seventy nine. You did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah Windy okay. seventy five, seventy nine, Australia oh three. Oh seven, so they would become the fifth to do it, if and if. possibly when they do if. it. Uh, cricket, cricket, cricket. Next time we're on the pod might be a fortnight, so we'll probably look. We'll at have it. a result. We'll yeah, have we'll have a result. We'll look at the finals games and we'll look at because the first one's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, th- Thursday, and then finals Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a. Result. So a couple of weeks till the next pod, we'll wrap up the finals and look mm-hmm. at the you know the top batting bowling performances, team okay. of the World Cup, etc. Yep. yep. All right, let's talk uh, some rugby league. The Pacific Championship uh, ended mm-hmm. last weekend with the Kiwis stomping uh, on the Kangaroos, 30 to zip over there in New Zealand. Uh, what is the Pacific Championship, you may be asking yourself. I did look it up. Uh, it's a long-term strategy from the ARLC with mm-hmm. the aim of promoting the international elite game in a dedicated window Growing equity and exciting period post-grand final and building more cultural competency within our game and fans and encouraging players to play for their respective nations. There was an Oceania Cup back in 2019 Mm -hmm. when Australia famously lost to Tonga the first time that had ever happened. Uh, so I think what the what the they're all looking at doing is is trying to grow this international game. We've seen the rise of the Pacific Islands with yep. the Samoans and the Tongans, yep. uh, and even the Fijians and and, and Papuans, the Melanesians coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, the the big thing that rugby league doesn't have the only thing really on union uh, is the international game, I suppose. Um, yeah, from out, this, out, outside this, of in this country, yeah, exactly and the way that we look at it. Yeah, and outside of. You know, England and New Zealand playing us. Um, you know, there just isn't top, top tiers. Top tiers, um, and the, the Pacific region is the perfect place to try and grow it. Um, probably better than say Las Vegas and the Americans, but that's we'll save that for next season. Um, that's about the money, yeah, baby. About the money. Uh, but I thought it was interesting uh, to put. The, I, th- I think it makes total sense to put on this this tournament. I thought it was interesting that it actually was broken into two tiers. Mm-hmm. It was the Pacific Cup and the Pacific Bowl. Bowl with, yeah. um, Samoa, I think it was. Yeah, Fiji, uh, Papua. So Samoa with uh, with, with the big boys, with boys, and, and then Fiji, Fiji Papua, Papua, Cook, Cook Islands. Islands. No Tonga. Yeah, they were touring England. Uh, so okay. <laughs> this is where it becomes very rugby league yeah. and that they'd already booked in a tour of England yeah. and were like, nah, sorry, bro, we, we can't go back on this. Yeah, so yeah. you're missing one of these big sort of growth areas yeah, and yeah. the team that beat Australia back in yeah. in 2019. So they're 
planning probably could have been a little bit better. Yeah, agreed. But I think, think for I guess it's something they knocked up quickly and to, to put into that period where they have no games now essentially mm. um, compared to previous years where they had – was it last year was the World Cup and the year before yeah. they played State of Origin at the back end of the That's series. That's right, COVID affected. Yeah, so they had you know football in going into November mm. um, whereas before it had finished in September. So I think it was a good point to like whack something else in there. I wonder what the players feel about it. So if you're one of these Aussie players that's played Origin, that's played finals footy, yeah, you start. You might be playing thirty games of rugby league in, in the year. Yeah, and your, you start, pre, your preseason starts now. Yeah, like like we'd literally talk about teams that have, yeah. have been back at training yeah. this week. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure these internationals will get a week or two off, but yeah. that's, that's just non-stop between your training and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your play. And yeah, for people that are unaware, like preseasons, I suppose a little bit different, but. Going into a season, training for rugby league is physically taxing. Yeah, and they spend months doing it. So. Yeah, so it's just you know, no season starts in March. They they're preparing, you know, essentially for now. now. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably do some some camps into Christmas, take and then, a break, and, and then, then come back and hit it really hard. And then in start January, of February, February. you you're, you're yeah. back into full contact and, yeah. and trial games. Like, yeah. I I just wonder if the if the toll on the players' body needs to be maybe reconsidered. Yeah. Um, and maybe you could see it with the with the Aussies. They they couldn't defend the edge. Like New Zealand was just run rampant down the edge. Um, um, Chance was really good. Jerome well, Hughes really good in the in the final. Let's talk about those games because mm. um, so you know Australia and New Zealand both hammered Samoa so to get through into that final. Um, Australia beat New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, in I guess their group game. Yep. And then they which went was in, here. Which was here, and then they, so that was thirty six eighteen, and then they went into their the final game where New Zealand hammered us uh, mm. thirty to nothing. And I guess there wasn't a huge difference in, in, the, in teams. the teams. Like New Zealand yeah. uh, one through seventeen were exactly the same between the two games. Mm-hmm. Um, the only change for the Australians was the Ford pack. Um, with the winning team having uh, Jake Turbo, um, Tom Flegler and Murray, Cameron mm-hmm. Murray, as a differences, but they were replaced by Haas Bigtino and uh, Liam Martin. So it wasn't like – Elite calibre players. Yeah, it wasn't like you were taking a significant step back. Mm-hmm. You've um, got two of the best <laughs> front rowers coming in and, um, you know, I don't think uh, – I'd probably pick Murray over Martin just as a personal preference for what Murray's ball-playing aspect can be, but mm-hmm. – Martin's no slouch, played Origin, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's no, no huge difference there. The, the benches were exactly the same. The back line was exactly the same. It was, yeah, the, just the Kiwis outworked them from what I can see in the in that game and, um, like you said, went around the edges. Big, big win for the Kiwis. This happens in rugby league. You just – Yeah, the Kiwis come out. Yeah, origin. just once in a, in a while just, just go out there and, and, and pants them. Um, it was nice to see uh, caps given to Dylan Edwards and Nico Hines. Mm-hmm. I think they'll play a fair bit moving forward. Yep. The perennial Kangaroos chat over the last six months has been fullback and, and yeah. Teddy and he's the he's the captain and oh, when, when does he hand the reins yeah. over to a, a Reese Walsh or a Calum Ponga? Hey, after races this year and seeing – Said he's working this. I think he's cooked. And whether that's, um, you know, maybe he's, just, he's got a few niggles and that. He, maybe he needs rest of yeah. those veterans. Maybe he's a yeah. guy that just he needs a break. He needs to recuperate. But uh, he's getting up there, and he, he definitely looked a bit more cooked than usual um, uh, this season and um, this championship compared to recent form. Bloke's about to turn thirty-one. Uh, you know, Reese and and Kalen are about eight and ten years younger, yeah. oh, definitely. Uh, respectively. So definitely. 
earned the right to sort of leave when he wants to, mm-hmm. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, has done a lot for, for both club and state and country. Uh, but I, I would imagine the next time that um, that Mal or whoever yeah. is picking the team, um, that, that it, it may feature Ponga or Walsh uh, at one. I agree. I, I, Ted, Teddy would be an interesting case to, to watch going forward as he gets into the, say, the back, like he's in a, the back end of his career. Um, for the type of game he played as a fullback, you know, with age maybe losing a step, um, does he have to do like a transition? Does he have to move into a six kind of role mm. to maybe keep, he, keep his um, starting spot in a, in a, in a side? Well, and that, whether they could do that, whether he could roll in and be a six for the Roosters to, you know. Well, that's a good little segue yeah. into the, a bit of talk about the Dragons and oh, possibly yeah. paying out a whole bunch of Joseph Manu's contract. Yeah. I don't see this happening. I think it's, you know, off-season media trying to True. run us a bit of a story. If I'm Joey Manu, why would I want to leave the Roosters system? Five million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Five million big reasons perhaps. Yeah. Uh, to go to go help out the struggling big red V. I tell you uh, what, uh, as a Dragons fan and losing Junior Amon, uh, yeah. probably going to jail. Um, you know, and <laughs> if he doesn't, he's not playing league anytime soon, uh, which is a shame because he's he's a talent. Yeah. And imagine Ben Hunt thinking, oh, okay, Joey Amon come over and, mm-hmm. and play six. And well, that's uh, I'm assuming it's going to be six. I, I believe I, that's his preferred position. So that's yeah. what I guess what the selling point is. And then you watch the games when he plays six for the Roosters, and yeah, how, how good it, yeah. the, the bloke can play one, three, four, six, six. Yeah, and and have a massive impact. But yeah. I think with with one or six on his back, you get the ball in his hands a bit more and and it, allow it, him to control uh, control and dictate the game yeah. a bit and more. And he. He doesn't have a say a guaranteed spot at the Roosters because they, you know, they have other guys playing in those positions. They have mm-hmm. the veterans there, um, which forces him more often than not into the centres. So yeah, the sell of course is five million dollars plus. Hey, if, you know, you can have six. Six will be. If you want to play six, you can be six. Um, probably be one if he wants to be one. <laughs> the Dragons. Like, <laughs> They've, they've got room. They Let, definitely play fit 10, in. Not okay. <laughs> yeah, they definitely got room for it. Well, speaking ten, um, mm. there's also rumours about. Um, um, Fanua Blake. Fanua Blake, who's committed to the Warriors for this upcoming season, but wants to move back to Sydney the following that. And the Ports Dragons, I want to offer him three mil um, as well. I, you know, three mil over a couple of years. Um, throw some money at him to come and play for them too. So the Dragons are definitely in the hunt for top tier talent to join that squad. Um, why would you want to draw in the Dragons? I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> if they've got money, money. money, there's a fair bit of money there. Um, and, you know, they're keen, keen to get some more talent after I guess a bunch of it's left and um, they've been, been struggling um, for top-tier talent at the, at the team. Back to Fanua Blake, uh, unwell family, perhaps parents back home, I think the yeah. the, the reason, uh, you know, a few dollars thrown in there could help to entice. Mm-hmm. He's actually a Dragons junior yep. as well. So uh, that, that There's plenty of Dragons oh, juniors at other clubs. <laughs> uh, uh, us and the West Titans, the, the two merger clubs that have leaked all this talent, is you'd write yeah. a good – Pretty one through seventeen. Well, in that's, lost talent. That, that's the other thing. Going back to Teddy, I've seen is um, the West Tigers will overpay for a, a burnt out um, Teddy Tedesco to go back and play one for them. Probably <laughs> so. sell a few jerseys. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he uh, he did make a statement as of today. My only motivation to move is for family reasons. Yeah. I really want all Warriors fans to know that I'm fully committed to getting into the 2024 season. That's and big, he, from were, Big AFB. Yeah, and that who, was huge. And he was huge for them this year. Mate, course, you could argue he's the best prop in the game. Peyton yeah. Haas has something to say about it, yeah. but 
Um, you know, I've said, if, in you, that if, conversation. You got, if you got tiers of props, yeah. I'd be more than happy to have Haas and AFB a, yep. in tier one. Yep. Scored eight tries and, you know, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. it does so stuff that, that a bloke at 122 kilos yep. shouldn't be able to do. So, mate, if he if he does return to the, the Red V, uh, albeit in 2025, we'd be uh, welcoming him with open arms. Yeah, so... Just to follow up on the Dragons, I believe the NRL schedule gets released tomorrow, Monday. Yeah, it wouldn't be tomorrow, far off tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, some r- rumours that the Queensland teams are a bit, bit pissed off. Um, that's probably because they've been asked to play outside of Queensland <laughs> a bit more because last year I think Brisbane played very, very heavy. You know, all the, you know, They play a lot more games against the other Queensland teams versus forcing them to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get a better, stronger um, schedule. Um, but I think the interesting one was Magic Round. Mm. Someone's got to miss out, mm. and the rumours it's the Dragons. So. Well, there's really only two teams that should. Yeah, it's only us or the Tigers. Like yeah. honestly, yeah. Uh, that the NRL is a business they've got to think about. Yeah. You know, who's selling tickets? Who's, who's selling like, tickets? Uh, we want the Dolphins to play, so someone's got to miss out. Yep. Yeah, uh, I don't the, think it's going to be the Panthers. No, I don't think it's going to be. The Broncos, chook, the Chooks <laughs> or the Rabbits. You know, you start working down through the list. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Tigers or dragons, and it seems the dragons don't have as much pull as the tigers do. So, it's all right. We haven't fared too well at Magic Round in the last few years, yeah. anyway. So maybe put the uh, feet up that weekend, boys. No yeah. barbecues at Vaughny's place, please, and uh, and could miss out. So if we circle all the way around, thoughts: Australia losing New Zealand. Why do you think they lose? Long season, probably. Long season, don't know. Did play it in New Zealand. Yeah, don't look. I, I sound like an Aussie that's making excuses yeah. here, but I don't know if there was if this was a World Cup final, would the result be different? I don't. Or, know. Or would it be the same considering the way the Kiwis yeah, seem to lift from those finals against? They sure us? do. They sure do. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the crowd? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I think what did them dirty was the visuals. Yeah. So, so of the final. Of the in the final, well, there's twelve thousand people there, and it's not exactly. that big a stadium. Yeah, but they're all on this side. They're all on one side of the stadium, okay. out of the sun. Mm. So uh, the camera that we had the the you know the feed for, had the game was showing the other side of the stadium, which had no crowd, mm. uh, which was all the sun. So on the people watching the game thought five people turned out for mm. this, and so they had to cut in a bunch of shots on the uh, you know on the other side in the shade where everyone was enjoying the game it was packed. So. Um, I think they're, they're just unfortunately like, when they were playing, showing the actual game being played, uh, there's no crowd in the background because uh, no one wanted to sit in the sun to watch the footy. Maybe it's just the optics. Uh, the yeah, official the optics was bad. official okay. attendance, 13,200 there yeah. at uh, Waikato Stadium. So I th- imagine that's close to close-ish to the, the capacity there. Yeah. They had 21 at Amy Park the week before, 24 at Eden Park. You know, they're, they're not bad crowds by any uh, stretch of the imagination. And uh, and all the uh, the Kummels uh, showed up for those three games up there or four games up there in Port Moresby, um, which uh, the Papuans took out over the Fijians. Yeah, well, just to mention the PNG did win um, the Pacific Bowl, the other second tier of that, and um, played pretty well against uh, um, Fiji and the Cook Islands. Looked uh, pretty dominant. 18th license, uh, looking more and more likely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, final point, do you think anything's going to happen to Mal? Do you think he's going to do an Eddie Jones or do you think he's all good? I think he's fine. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think that I've talked about extension. You know, it's probably one game. Um, maybe a changing the guard coming up in some of those positions. Think seven, think one. Yep, um, yep. Just purely on age, but uh, we'll think nine. 
Yeah, Har- Harry Grant. Harry, well, he's on the bench. He's ready to go. Yeah, he'll so. come in, but yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there will be a few uh, that, that'll be hanging up their uh, green and gold boots yeah. moving forward. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, go across the, the big ocean and uh, talk some American football. Is that Al Michaels? Uh, I don't think it's Al Michaels, no. Uh, I was just reminding me because Al Michaels has been getting uh, hammered in uh, the media for his uh, commentary at the moment for his lack of energy. And well, so, how old is Al <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's old man uh, commentates football and yeah, he might not have uh, the energy, especially for some of the – He's the voice of the game. Yeah. He's, dudes, uh, he's bloody Biden's age. <laughs> Focus it on the president. You can yeah. barely string a sentence together. Yeah, maybe some of those primetime games, a bit past his bedtime, etc. So. Yeah, poor Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. 12th go. of November, 1944. Yeah. Happy Australian birthday to you, Al Michaels. Yeah. Don't listen to those media critics. Then again, then again I think well, he did the Thursday night game, which was – Oh, um, Panthers Bears, so it was rubbish. dreadful. Yeah. Um, they did have a punt return and everyone was like, he was did, fun. He, yeah, it was good, uh, <laughs> but his, uh, his commentary wasn't um, like, you know, he's, he's gone, he's away, etc. The 20, the 10. It was like, yeah, it was this, this nonchalant and, you know, people getting hammered and I was like, yeah, but the, so the flip side of that is he's commentating Panthers versus Bears. Who the fuck is? He's probably at the bar. Well, something, something happened. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Uh, it's pretty much a mid-season review. We're going yeah, into, week into week 10. Uh, let's start with the AFC uh, and, and run through the divisions. Yeah, there's been some uh, some really good football played by some teams that we expected, mm-hmm. i.e. the Chiefs, the Ravens maybe even a touch better yeah. than expected. Yep. Uh, but the Dolphins, 6-3, yeah. and three have been good. The Steelers, I don't think anyone thought would be 5-3. and three. That AFC North is looking very, very hot. Yep. I think if the season ended today... All AFC North teams go through. I'll double check that so for you. They'll be close based yeah. on those rankings there. They're all five and three and ahead of the Bills at the moment who are at five and four. So they'd be pretty close. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Five and three, five and three, five and three. So the whole AFC North goes through. Yeah. That, and if, the, if the season ended today, which yeah, it does not. Yeah, because they're all ahead of have one game on the Bills at the moment. Yeah. Um, Bills, of course, playing Bears already. I've, again, moving forward, I've, Think that the bills will be f- fine, but it's uh, it's no one expected the AFC North to be uh, quite that hot, mm-hmm. uh, which is which has been interesting. Jags, everyone thought I think in the South would be good. I don't think maybe thought they'd be six and two good. Yeah, I, Trevor I, Lawrence seeming to hit his strides. Yeah, and I think their defense has probably been the main thing. Mm-hmm. They've been playing really good. I think the benefit though is they do have three rookie quarterbacks um, in that uh, division. Um, and of course, the Colts losing theirs, um, Richardson. So they've gone mm. to Minshew. Minshew, Minshew Magnet. Yeah. So mania, magic. I just yeah. tried to say two words at once <laughs> and combine them. So uh, <laughs> I, I think that they're the better. They're going to be the best team in that division. Yep. Um, uh, so I, I think that'll definitely help their chances. Um, who who do we like moving forward? Chiefs have been good. I think the Ravens actually. Um, some of the teams that I thought were good, like um, Lions and who was the other one? Um, and they oh, and they played the Seahawks as well, and they just hammered them. Like they let them score a touchdown and put thirty plus on them. So, yep. and you're just like, oh, there's there's a significant difference here um, in the the teams, and it's mainly on the back of their defense have been the, really good. Their and defense on a lot of the metrics is number one. one yeah, and um, Lamar just doing what he needs to do, uh, find Mark Andrews where he can, and. Mm. Um, 
I think the biggest probably question mark at the moment is running back because um, they've had guys roll through there, had a few injuries, etc. Big Gus uh, Bus, he's, he's been going okay. Yeah, but I think that, you know, a combination of Edwards Hill and throw in a bit of Lightning and Mitchell, um, that'll be deadly. Zay Flowers, rookie. Mm-hmm. Been good. Been one of the better yeah, uh, I think so. rookie receivers. So they far. needed someone in the receiver core to step up and OBJ's working his way back in, scored a touchdown late uh, last week. So he's, you know, Starting to hit some straps. So, yeah, I think, I think the Ravens are just poised. You look at that offense and people need to start putting some respect on this man Lamar's name. You mm. know, oh, he's just a running back. <laughs> he's 17 and 1 yeah. against AFC teams. So, yeah. Like, he's so good. Start he's, respecting he's the man. Uh, maybe he needs to win a Super Bowl for people to start respecting him. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's no reason why uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens could not uh, win the whole thing this year. Yeah. Mm. Um, Always have a have a stout defense. A few of their like secondary, you know, starting to get on a little bit. Marlon mm. Marlon Humphrey and and the like. But uh, a lot of their younger players, are, like are Hamilton's, good. Been yeah, really Hamilton's good. young and good. Patrick Queen's young and and good. They brought over Roquan Smith uh, yep. season before Smith's last. Been so excellent for them. One of the best uh, inside linebackers in the game. Uh, yeah, they they just pretty much set it at every position. Yep. yep. I think Finns. Yeah, that, that offense is fun. It's fun. I, I feel maybe they're Dave Grohlish. Yeah, um, who have they beaten? Yeah, because I think they haven't beat anyone with a winning record. Yeah, let me get. I your, believe was let the me get stat. you that season because you know they hammered the Denver and then they um, lost to the Bills the following week. Uh, got blown out by the Bills. Um, but yeah, I think the offense is fun. I think their defense is middle of the pack, which is probably their downfall. Um, but yeah, I just don't feel like they've. Uh, beaten anyone of note. So they've beaten the Patriots twice. They've beaten the Panthers, the Giants, the Broncos, the Chargers. Yeah, and so, they all have negative records. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then losing, of course, the Bills, Eagles and Chiefs. So all lost all three – all three of their losses have come to good, good AFC teams, teams. Yeah. Uh, and the Eagles, I should yeah. say. So I, I, f- I feel like they'll probably top that division. Oh, Buffalo um, needs to right their ship a little bit. They've They've been struggling. Um, so if Buffalo can play the, for the way they probably should be playing, they'll end up winning the division. If not, I think the Finns will, might steal it. Um, Check out the Finns' upcoming schedule. Bye this week. Have a rest after going to Germany. Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets. Yeah. Win all those games. Very. They could win all those yeah. games. But then they could back into the finals losing to the Cowboys, Ravens and Bills. They do finish <laughs> They do finish very, uh, very hard schedule. Yeah. But uh, – the, the next month of football, uh, you know, right up until weeks, till Christmas, two, yeah, three, is um, is five, very five, winnable five. games there for for the Finns. Yeah. We could be looking at them being twelve and three, you know, eleven and four by by Christmas. Yep, I agree. Uh, who else in the AFC? So we've got to look at this AFC North and the teams outside mm-hmm. of the Ravens, Steelers. Uh, I've been sneaky good, sneaky good, but I'm just not sure. Kenny Pickett's gone to the the next kind of stage he needs to. Um, and he's getting compared, of course, to um, Shroud at the moment, CJ, mm-hmm. um, uh, who's thrown more touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett has in his career in his two yeah, years. So. And we'll get to them in a second. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just not sure if they've got the offensive output to long term. Their yeah. defense is always going to be uh, going to be good, but I think it's um, down on what it's been in recent years, just because they're not put in the as good of positions as they need to be, uh, based on their offense. But 
Uh, I agree 100%. Najee Harris has been down this year. Um, Deontay Johnson has, oh, has been down. Harris has been outplayed by has, Warren. Has I think, been down this I think year. they need to split. They've gone 50 50. Yeah, I it's think, pretty close. I think they should go 60 40 Warren at this point. I think he's mm. just been so much better. But um, uh, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how their game goes um, with Pickens uh, kind of being a bit, bit butthurt after last week. Um, and uh, with Johnson um, kind of being the focal point again of the offense. Mm. Um, you know, whether they, you know, push the ball a little bit more. You know, the Matt Canada, fire Matt Canada, their OC has been, been a big storyline. Mm. Um, even at bloody Pitt, he went to a Pittsburgh Penguins, I think it is, hockey yeah. game. Yep, Penguins. Yeah. And the crowd started to fire Matt Canada. Did Actually, they? no, Tomlin went to the game and the crowd started to fire Matt Canada chant because they wanted him gone. So, yeah, Pittsburgh fans don't mess yeah, around. Yeah, the Steel City, mate. They work hard. They play hard. That's yeah. for that's for sure. They want their teams to do well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I just don't think they can push it. Say with the Ravens, um, and I feel the same uh, for the Rams. Browns as yeah. well. Uh, I think their defense again good, offensive line good. There is his quarterback. Um, whether he wants to play or not play, what's he injured with? Um, you know, Watson's been kind of up and down. So yeah, I don't I don't like their chances. Um, Steelers have a big game against Packers this weekend, and then we will get that that rest of that shape of the AFC North. They play the, the last one. They I'm, play I'm the Browns and the Bengals. On Bengals and yeah, and Bengals. I think have started. They have just been ascending. Yeah, so you know, I think Burrow's finally healthy. His yep. calf's good. Yeah, um, and they're playing excellent. So I've now I think about it. Those other two, they'll fall to the wayside, and it'll be Ravens um, Bengals fighting it out for the top spot in that. Division. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you, but. Being five and three, uh, possibly one of those those teams in the Steelers and uh, yeah. and the Browns might be sniffing around for for a, a seventh uh, seed. Sneak, sneak their way in. Uh, AFC West, your AFC West, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the team that's always dominating the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Have we spoken? Uh, talking. Have we spoken about? Uh, Kelsey and Swift mania. I think maybe in the last episode the rumours were going. Yeah, and yeah. Blah, it's, blah, it's blah. blown up. He's he's in Argentina today. Um, Argentina. Yeah, for uh, her Argentina. concert and man, she changed one of her lyrics to talk about the Chiefs man and like they're all blown Did up. She really? yeah. Yeah. Videos of her coming off stage and they're getting all smoochy. So <laughs> yeah, by all accounts it seems they're, like they love birds deeply in love mm. um, and. Uh, uh, the, the interesting thing is the stats. He's, he plays, he almost doubles his stats when she's in attendance. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, it was uh, their last game before um, their bye week was they played Denver and um, Denver actually beat them. Um, no Taylor Swift in attendance. Um, Kelsey had a bit of a down game. And they played uh, and they, they played Shake, shake It, it off, off at the end of the, after the game. So, That's funny. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's – you know, all, all to them if, if they're happy. Um, I think I think the best line was uh, that'll be the greatest catch he'll ever make. Um, so I tend to agree that she's a billionaire essentially. <laughs> <laughs> she creates her own economy wherever she goes. So, yeah, um, all, all to him. How funny it's completely changed the whole sort of football zeitgeist to bring in this pop, yeah, well, he, this he, pop culture sort he, of side of things. He has and the all, these, all these women asking, you know, oh, yeah. who is Travis Kelsey yeah. and the like, especially down here, down under, you know, yeah. there's not too many girls running around that will run you through the, the illustrious career of uh, of 87 from yeah. uh, from Kansas City, <laughs> that's right. for sure. 
uh, funny. But I think that's probably as much as we might touch on that. Yeah, I'm exactly. sure you'll, if you're in planet Earth uh, moving forward, you'll probably yeah. hear about it. Yeah. And then the, both Kels brothers ended up being in the Sexiest Men Alive for Athletes um, section. Mm. So Jason. Jason. Yeah. Repping the big boys. They had, they had Jason on that um, the Thursday night football game because, of course, it was so boring. So they carried him in the booth as yeah. an extra commentary to see if he got some inside knowledge of where his brother is, what's he doing. Uh, you know, Getting course. his uh, post-career job sorted yeah, as well. Exactly. And he, he was very articulate, very good. His and podcast. Yeah the, the, yeah, the the brothers, the podcast is, uh, yeah. is excellent. Um, but it, uh, it was, uh, the, of course, the funny bit of that was was Al Michaels was enjoying that. He was super energetic and enjoyed that conversation more than he did the football. So uh, anyway, picking all the old timer. Poor Al. Yeah. Uh, this division, do we mm. see anyone outside of the Chiefs getting out? Uh, not currently. Um, uh, Denver's been a little bit hot. I think the Monday night game against Buffalo would be very interesting. Denver somehow wins that game, then um, they might have actually started to, to hit their straps. Um, but, you know, of course, big if. Uh, did, of course, beat Chiefs in the last game. Um, Chargers, I just don't think their defense is there. Their, their offense has been lighting it up. They mm. throw the ball all over the place. And the Raiders just sacked their coach. That's probably the big news that they sacked. Uh, McDaniels, um, second year of his six-year contract, will pay him like <laughs> 60 mil over the next four years to get rid of him. How do teams do this? They're four and five. Yeah. Like – if you won an eight, yeah, I, I kind of get I, it. I think he lost the team. I think they yeah. were they, all the reports were he's, um, you know, Mick D's a bit of a dickhead um, uh, by all accounts and um, he had kind of worn it down. I think um, uh, Mark Davis had had enough of them, enough of him, enough of their relationship. He was on um, – actually, the, that dickhead comment, they caught mm. him on TV on the on the primetime of the Raiders' last game mm. um, when they showed Mick I think they showed McDaniels and they flicked to him and they caught him saying dickhead. You're calling him a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like such a dickhead or something like that. And then, yeah, he was fired a week later. So um, they then, of course, go out, get their obligatory one win, uh, get their win after firing a head coach. Yep. Um, so whether they win another game post that, who knows. They've got a reasonably not too bad defense. They're going to start a rookie quarterback going forward. Um, and Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell, yeah, he is. had yeah. a run a little bit last week as well, yeah. didn't he? Yes. So, um, you know, they're going to rely on Josh Jacobs and um, that defense, I think, going forward and uh, play some gritty Raiders-type football. But, and again, I just don't think they can keep pace with what the, um, the Chiefs are going to be doing. So I'd say the Chiefs will get out. Antonio Pierce is going to be the interim coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden O'Connell will be the starter moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy there who's really fucking talented and they use him a lot in the first month of football yep. and has not been getting a look. And I'm obviously talking about Devante Adams. Now, yeah. Jacoby Myers has been pretty good, yep. but I think you got to get the ball into his hands and, and you know, create some, some bubble screens, some quick slants, something. Just to, something. Just something to even just get him going. But And he's also on one of my fantasy teams and, uh, <laughs> you know, just not getting what I got out of the first month yeah yeah um but yeah i i don't think that they'll be bothering anyone uh come playoffs no, neither. all right is that all divisions we've spoken about the, the east AFC. we've spoken about the west yep. south essentially was the jags yeah. um and we, we'll run with this now because we wanted to talk about biggest surprises mm-hmm. texans being four and four yep and uh the quarterback play of cj stroud has been 
amazing. Yeah, and, uh, and especially in a direct uh, contrast to what uh, Young's doing for Young, the, yeah, the yeah. Panthers. Now, it, can you put that down the offensive line? Texans' offensive line, not too bad. Panthers. Yeah, but Texans' offensive good. line's been banged up. Banged like up. half their starters up, yeah. didn't play at the start of the year. Yeah. So, um, I think a bit of it has to go go to CJ and. Um, you know, all the, I think more than a bit. Yeah, and some of the storylines were basically the Panthers wanted to pick him. Mm. Um, and um, so was it Reich and Josh McCown, I think is. Um, oh, involved there. Yeah, I mm. think he's either QB coach or he's the offensive coordinator. Um, but, uh, you know, there's video of them saying, yeah, well, we'll when you come out to Carolina, we'll, we'll go house shopping, et cetera. Mm. Like the two of them talking about in the um, – it sounds – like the ownership overrid what the coach wanted to do and said, you know, Young's – everyone says this is a generational talent. We have to pick him. Mm. So they picked him and uh, it's the best thing they probably could ever have for yeah. Houston because he's, yep. he's ended up there and um, he's been really, really good. Uh, really elevated Collins. Um, yeah. Collins and – well, Collins Brown and Woods. Yep. And then throw in the, the small – the young fellow, the rookie in Tank Deli, who's um, had three massive games um, uh as well, so look how banged up they are as well. Like, I know, like moving <laughs> forward, like Pierce Collins, uh, their fullback likely to miss half their um, O lines on IR. Yeah. I suppose Tunsil's there, Shaq Mason's there. You know, a few of these these mm. better mm-hmm. offensive linemen, uh, and you know that's why they earn the big bucks having these big left tackles. Yeah. You get the get them out there and protect the rookie. Yeah, what's his? Let's get his current season numbers because it's obscene. Like. He's maybe on track for one of the best rookie seasons of all time. Yep. Would I be wrong in saying that? Yeah, well, you throw five touchdowns in a game, it's definitely going to help. So Yeah. Uh, these, these are his numbers. Yeah, I, I think if he doubles this, uh, that's probably the best rookie season ever. Yeah. He's thrown 2,270 yards, 14 touchdowns, one pick. pick yep. That's the, the that's huge, huge thing out of all of this. One pick, quarterback rating at 103 and throw in a rushing uh, touchdown there too. Uh, he has been sacked 18 times through eight games, two and a bit of games. So so still copying a little bit of pressure, but uh, he's just playing lights out. And yeah. uh, if, the, if the season ends to the, today, it's him versus Puka Nakura, wouldn't it be, for, for Rookie of the Year? Yeah, at this stage, yes. Um, and I think, you know, those records there, most passing attempts without an interception start a career, most passing yards in a game, mm. the 470, and the most passing touchdowns in a single game by a rookie, um, tied with a bunch of other guys. But A few know, guys that you wouldn't have thought of, Daniel yeah. Jones yeah. in there, yeah. Um, James Winston. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, you know, he's he's definitely showing showing out there for Houston and they've really found something. And I think that team's actually had been pretty good at finding talent elsewhere mm. in the last couple of years and now they've added the quarterback to it. First the LA round, which is what kind of where the Panthers are, they've got the quarterback and now got picks to then fill out the rest of the roster. So, mm. yeah, Young's probably a wait and see what he's doing year three kind of thing and yeah. see if he's um, really picked it up Yep. Um, versus versus now where, um, you know, they're still a team kind of building. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but we know how quick the NFL moves and, you know, mm-hmm. thinking that the Rams were the Super Bowl champs two years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh Taking it back to the top of the show, the Texans the only team in you know big sports team in in Texas that's mm-hmm. never won one. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a world where in a couple of years, three time, four years yeah. time, yeah, with uh, with this this bloke at the at the helm? Yeah, well, you got to remember, there's a huge change in the guard of the quarterback position. Like mm. uh, Aaron Rodgers is the only one left, say of that that ilk. You think uh, of, of the Brady, Manning, Manning Roethlisberger, uh, you know, Eli Rivers, Rivers uh, yeah, and you know Rodgers is. Kind of the last one yep. left. Yeah. Matty Ice has gone too. So, yep. Yep. Um, you know, 
Roger's the oldest one and then I think six years younger is then Russell Wilson yeah. and then everyone else is you know, yeah, younger Ch- again. So big you're, changing in the guard. Yeah, exactly. We're in this young um, quarterback and we had a lot of really good quarterbacks come out in the last couple of years. And there's a lot of teams starting, you know, first, second or third year guys at this point um, that really uh, need to capitalise on, I guess, their, their ta- talent before it windles and you know, see if they can score a Super Bowl. Let's jump over to the NFC and there's one team that we definitely need to talk about, the Birds. Yep. Philly, 8-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Um, Went they, – they really entertained us last year in the Super Bowl and went very, very close to winning it. Uh, are we seeing maybe a, a repeat um, effort here from the from the Philadelphia well, Eagles? What I think interesting is they haven't played their best, mm. which, is, which is also scary. Like they've been they've been good, they're winning games, but they've um, just you know missing things here and there. They've had to tweak things, they had to be better at certain things, but they've just been um, uh, still winning, um, being able to get wins and, pro- and progress forward. So um, I think yeah, which is scary. They can only get better from here. Um, and I think they're going to dominate and come out of the NF- N- N- NFC. I don't think any of the other teams at the moment have really kept pace with them. It was interesting a few weeks ago, you know, when the Dolphins were, was sort of talking about them and they hadn't really beaten anyone good. Yeah. And then oh, we'll see how they go against the Eagles and the Eagles like just stomped them. Yeah. Like the 31-17 scoreline probably didn't reflect how, how dominant that, that game was. They have the bye this week and then how, how about this? November 20, put it in your in your calendar, mm-hmm. Super Bowl rematch at Arrowhead, play the Chiefs. This next run, looking, looking look at, at the, the run moving forward. Yeah, Dave. we're looking at their start of their season. Outs, you know, the Dolphins have been up there, but we're calling them the pretenders. The Cowboys are probably the only really good team out of that list um, uh, that they have beaten. Uh, and they did, of course, lose that, drop that game with the, the Jets. But um, look at this run before but yeah, but before that, Christmas. But, yeah, the run back uh, is a very tough, though it ends probably nicely for them. So through uh, end of November, start of December, Chiefs away, Bills home, 49ers home, away Cowboys, away Seahawks, and then a, a pretty easy sort of finish with double Giants and cards. Uh, but the the next yeah the next sort of month we'll get a good sort of litmus test uh, as to how good these birds are mm-hmm. with the uh, the the brotherly shove the um, the tush push uh, no one seems to be able to stop it no um, and everyone's chasing them so they're I think two games ahead of every other team in that division in that conference at the moment uh, let me uh, double check that I think you are right there uh, NFC we upside down here that's okay we can go upside down. Oop, no, there we go. Yeah, you're right. So Lions are six and two, and then they're th- they're three games ahead of the 49ers. So uh, it's they're leaps and bounds ahead of any anyone else, and then it's going to be a real dogfight uh, yeah. through through the rest we, of the which NFC. Is, which is interesting because Lions have been really good. They're the, the second team there, and then it's a huge log jam with mm. the 49 Saints, Seahawks, Cowboys, and Vikings all sitting with five wins. So, um, and you know, someone from that pack has to clear themselves um, and. Uh, you know, win a division and get in the playoffs. Let's go through division by division. Uh, we'll go through those other NFC East teams. Cowboys have steadied the ship. Uh, mm. I think they're a playoff team. Your thoughts? Mm. Yeah, just not as good as the Eagles, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be the case. Um, that, that, that Eagles-Cowboys game, I think, was the most watched game this year um, so far. And it was a good competitive game, but the mm. Eagles just um, had enough for the, to win that. So I think they, the Cowboys are close. I think they missed digs and um, 
I'm not sure if they've kind of hit their straps yet offensively. Commanders, I think maybe that four and five might be a little flattering for them. Sam Howell has done very, very well. Yes. Like his numbers have uh, much in the same way as Stroud's I, numbers. I uh, don't get really trading good. away their um, whole defensive line though. <laughs> yeah, so Chase Young gone since and, our last potty. Yeah, and Sweat and, gone. And sweat, yeah. They're, they're two big guys on the end. They so. must have got good deals for them. Well, they they got a – well, they get out of the Bears. No, the Bears, they got a second pick out, second round pick out of the Bears for Sweat mm. and they got a third round pick out of the 49ers for Chase. That's garbage. <laughs> so <laughs> the Bears are just like, how the fuck did you – we get the other guy. Chase but, Young was being touted as the best defensive yeah. prospect in years. Yeah. Well, he played with Nick Bolsa, so they're yeah, going to be back together. The so they're, they're getting that back together. Back in town, eh? So, but, yeah, that defense is already ridiculous. It's just getting more and more – Ridiculous. But Sweat, to his credit, was the best um, defensive player for the Bears uh, the other night. Mm. Probably not that difficult, but mm. um, he was uh, very, very good to put pressure young into a lot of missteps. Uh, and then the poor Giants lost Daniel Jones. The ACL confirmed, yeah, yeah, confirmed last week. You saw him drop back. You saw the non-contact injury. Your, your heart sort of broke for him just then and there. And uh, two weeks ago we saw – Poor Captain Kirk Cousins go down with the with the ruptured Achilles. Achilles. That's that's two Achilles injuries for big name quarterbacks yeah, in in the league. Yep. Um, so it's a tough b- leg. That's for tough sure. leg. Big rehabs, and it's mm. it's unfortunate because you know you think about the contact and the high velocity impact of so many of the collisions, yeah. and then a three step drop or a five step drop, and yeah, just pushing off, and then yeah, it's and, and sometimes it just um, gives out. it just goes. So. Thinking of those two QBs uh, and uh, and their rehabs, um, that's that's a good segue perhaps to go over to yep. the NFC North, who bring in Josh Dobbs. Yeah, uh, the Vikings, I should say, bring in Josh Dobbs yep. to replace. And they've been very good. They started one and four, yeah. and now have won four straight. Yeah, without Jefferson. So uh, when when uh, the gritty comes back, yeah, uh, it could be could be a two horse race there for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. NFC North. The Packers and the Bears going to try and do their best to to stick with them. Yeah. Uh, I think from what I've seen from those two teams, it's probably not the um, the others are ahead of them. Um, Josh Jobs' story was interesting. I think he did mm. a podcast yesterday and he was talking about how Jonathan Gannon, who's the head coach of the Cards, was telling him, you're not leaving, you're not leaving. Mm. Essentially, it was like lying to his face. Mm. And then, you know, they ended up trading into the Vikings. And yeah, he, 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 leg, sh- yeah, he shows up. I think he's there for a couple of days. He wasn't meant to play in that game. Mm. Um, gets thrown in because the rookie, Jalen Carter, I think it was, got injured. Um, early in that game and he plays three-plus quarters, um, puts on 31 points um, and, you know, wins it late in the fourth quarter for him. Respect so, the man, hey? Yeah, he's, and his numbers have been excellent yeah. for both cards. Um, this is his third team this year already, <laughs> trades two. Um, so uh, let's hope the Vikes do him solid and he'll be around there for a little while. Um, by all accounts, actually, because Kirk Cousins deals up and I believe they're going to re-up him. Um, so it looks like Kirk's going to stay in Minnesota. Mm. But having Josh Dobbs as your backup is not a bad option. They have Saints at Broncos, mm. bo- uh, Bears into the bye. So definitely two two and possibly three um, wins there. Yeah, They will be competitive in all those games. For sure. Uh, that's the North done. That's the East done. We've got two divisions to go um, as I get to my right. Tab here. The NFC South has been a bit funner, I suppose, than people expected. Yeah. I think everyone probably thought a lot of these teams were going to be dog shit. Um, the Saints. Well, they haven't been great. <laughs> well, the Saints put are five and four. Yeah. And the Falcons did start hot and have now sort of gone 
Yeah. Probably to where people That is like, hey, made. all that drafted talent we've, we've got, we're not going to use them. Oh, They're going to be distractions. Dude, Cole Pitts, <laughs> like fantasy owners, the man yeah. himself, pro- like probably the most yeah. physically but gifted they, they tight love, end they love maybe Smith, ever. So they use Smith bring in Jono Smith and then use him more. <laughs> yeah. Like go figure. And uh, same with Robinson. Like they've they've – well, they've worked him sort of out of the rotation and using Algier. Tyler more, yeah, yeah. Algier more. So, which is weird because Robinson was was banging those first few few weeks. Yeah. Remember, we did a, a fantasy video at the start of the yeah. year. We're like, oh, we're not sure about Bijan. We're not yeah, sure I'm, about the hype. I was like, I, I'm those not first sure two about weeks, it. I was like, yeah, well, that's the Esky curse. <laughs> like he's going to get 20 carries and 120 yards every game, uh, and yeah, just fading him yeah. a little bit. It's in, it's an interesting con- contrast because a lot of teams for both wide receivers. And running backs have taken an, a very casual approach to the rookies, the first mm. rounders, mm. unless they were forced into it. Like Vikings and Addison had to play him, uh, and he's kind of really had to step up in that. But yeah, taking that role with bells, yeah, on, exactly. Um, like Flowers didn't really started slow, but then it's kind of exploded because they need they need him to do that role. But the other guys, you know, Gibbs, yeah, don't want to play him. <laughs> like we'll, we'll take care. And then Montgomery gets hurt, so he gets he, they they slowly work him in. Like mm. Reynolds gets a fair bit, then mm. they. They give him the workload, but Montgomery's back, so maybe he goes back to more 50-50. But, again, they brought him on slow. Same mm. with Robinson. He started off and then they kind of bring him on slow. Johnson's played bugger all for yeah. the, the Chargers. Char- like, like bringing him on. And they've yeah, got, he's wide receiver four there. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the two of those wide receivers are injured now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but they're still bringing him on slow. Um, you know, Smith Jigba, and Jigba's getting a little bit. bit but it, he's, you know, he's third in that group. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with DK kind of being up, you're a bit banged up. He's been getting more. But again, it just seems like for, for this year, for whatever reason, the rookies have just been coming along a bit slower mm. at those skill positions. So, um, yeah, it's interesting some of the takes from different teams. Um, NFC South, uh, the division winner will be the only playoff team, you'd think. Yeah. I, 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 think, think, I think it's the Saints. Yeah, same. I think I, I, I like what Bank has been doing for the Bucks. I just yeah. They're just not as quality on the defense as they've been and their offense is good. It's just a not, not great. Uh, Panthers, of course, are not going to get out of there. And Falcons, I just think they can't get out of there their own right way. Who's playing quarterback for the Falcons? Have they given up on Ritter? I feel like they yeah, have. Ritter, yeah, so Ritter is not starting this week. Who? And what's the fella's name? I'll get it for you. <laughs> chart, Falcons. Uh, so they played him a little bit last week. Oh, ta- Yeah, of course. Uh, I was like, it's not Minshew. It's a guy of that uh, kind of ilk. Yeah, we, a journey, ha- journeyman kind of man. Yeah, has a big week and everyone yeah. gets gets excited about it. Uh, yeah, he played the whole game last week, I think. Yeah. Taylor yeah. Heineke. Yeah. The Heineken man uh, mm. on his one, two, three, four, five, sixth NFL team. Let's go Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Maybe throw it to that big, skillful tight end that you've got. Yeah, or we'll hand it off to that really skillful running back. <laughs> Get him involved. Uh, huh. Oh, Algier and Johnny Smith coming, <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, right true, up. True. Um, yeah. But uh, I think f- talk about the Saints, they've just been – Derek Carr's been good. They've been solid. Yep. Mike Thomas trying to beat up construction workers today is a bit of an interesting one. What so, happened there? Uh, they were using maybe not his driveway or parking outside his house. I do um, hate that. Uh, but he – Got a brick and threw it through one of their, oh, their cars no. and then I think he hit a bloke. So did mm. get arrested. Not sure what that's going to mean for Mr. him. Mr. charges, simple battery, criminal mischief. Yeah. So so the, the meme going around is what, what's Derek Carr do? Because it's now been Antonio Brown, Henry Ruggs. Alave got a speeding ticket as well. Oh, <laughs> a, a, a speeding <laughs> ticket. Well, he was doing 120, I think, in like a 60 zone. So um, 
as quick as Ruggs was, but he didn't hit anyone. And then Mike Thomas does this. He does uh, have that bad look, bad boy look about well, him. Derek Carr, doesn't he? He, he looks at, he's the dude off um, Toy Story. He's uh, uh, Sid. <laughs> so, yeah, Sid off Toy Story. That's him. <laughs> he kills toys. <laughs> That's exactly. That's him. He's just growing up playing playing football. Um, but I think I think you know their their line solid. They got Kamara back there. Jamal he's Williams. Been killing it. They've got the talent there, as yeah. we mentioned. Like yeah, yeah. Thomas might meet some time, but they got a larvae there too. And their defense is good. Cam Smith's good. So yep. they're just a. I say a well-rounded team. They'll probably win the division. Don't think they're scaring anyone a couple of times. I agree with everything you just said there. Uh, and the NFC West. So mm-hmm. one team that sort of slid a little bit and, you know, looked like well-beaters a few weeks ago in the 49ers. And, yeah. uh, you know, again, my surprise for, for the NFC has been the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> Doing much what they did last year. Yep. Surprising everyone and coming out being five and three. Yeah. Um, I- you'd think the 49ers just got way too much talent on board to – well, they, they play playoffs. How far do they yeah, go? I, I think they need, the main thing is they need that talent healthy. Uh, that's mm. been the big issue. They've had one one or two dudes down, you know, whether it's CMC, whether it's Samuel, whether it's Bolsa. Like they've had a guy down where they just haven't performed. And um, uh, whether, you know, losing a key piece like that really hurts their system for what Brock Peretti wants to do. Um, you know, they're on, a, I think, a three-game losing streak, aren't they? Yeah, they started 5-0. Five five yeah, yeah, so – um, they uh, they're in that kind of position now where they need to write that ship and um, you know really take that division, but I don't think um, who else was in that division off the top of my head? Uh, cards and Rams. Cards and Cards aren't going to challenge them. Rams have kind of fallen away with um, Stafford being injured, um, so they he played Rippin last week, who they've now sacked, and they're playing. Fuck, who they're playing a quarterback this week? Um, again, another journeyman that, that I can't remember his name. Cardinals. No, no, not Cardinals. Um, Rams. We're, doing, we're talking Rams. Car, Ram, for cards, should be Kyler. Kyler should be back. He should be playing this week. Carson Wentz. They, yeah. They've picked up Wentz and they're playing Carson. So it'll be, you know, he's been been struggling the last couple of years, um, uh, of course, with injuries and his, his play really fell off a cliff. Uh, but... They beat good teams and, you know, they beat Steelers and Cowboys and you know, I guess Rams to start the year with a full-strength squad uh, but then fell off against Browns, Vikes and Bengals. Two of those teams ascending but, yeah. You've seen the common thing there as well. 17 points in three games. You're yeah. not going to win a whole heap of no. games scoring 17. Versus scoring 30-plus in all the other ones. So Coming off the bye, this is their run moving forward. Jags, Bucks, Hawks, uh, if they can – you get their season back on track. They have to go and win uh, at Jacksonville, but then uh, it's still, it's hard because then they go back into Eagles, Hawks. Well, look at that travel, actually. Ravens. Yeah. yeah. So they've got to go. They got to fly. Uh, I suppose coming off the bye, but they got to fly to Florida. Mm-hmm. Then they got to come back to the West Coast to play a Florida team. Then they got to go up to the Pacific Northwest, and then they got to go back to the East Coast. So and then go back home. Mm. Then got to go to the desert. They'll be, playing, they'll be playing playoffs. They just, over the last month, they've gone from Super Bowl yeah, faves or, or juggernauts to, you know, poss- oh, yeah, possibly. They have some weaknesses when they're missing core guys. So. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and who, who, was, who was the other outside? Who were the other teams in that division? Rams, Cards. And who was the other one? Oh, Hawks. Hawks. I think the Seahawks have been. Good, but I'm not sure Gino's been good enough to mm-hmm. that team uh, to like be to push them into a playoff. They're pretty close, um, and, you know. They're five and three, 
I think with DK kind of being up and down, um, their defense probably hasn't been as good as it was last year. And um, Walker's been a bit banged up too. Uh, they really haven't got their run game going um, of the last couple of weeks. Because mm. uh, what's their recent record? I think they've been losing as well recently too. Um, I'll chase that up for you. Um, that uh, I'm not sure if they can keep pace with what they did last year. They are five and three, uh, and recently they're oh they're oh, coming off that belt. Them. Yeah, they got yeah. smoked by the Ravens. The that's right. Browns and Cards they should beat them. Got hammered. Well, no, yeah, got beaten by the Bengals. They got lots yeah. of NFC games uh, and division games coming up. So Commanders, Rams, 49ers, Twice. Cowboys, 49. <laughs> then in the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. That, I could see a slide coming on here yeah. for the for the Hawks. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think they're. As competitive as the other teams we mentioned. Any other talking points? Refing? Uh, haven't liked it very much. Yeah. Oh, well, I think it's a question because I think refing cons- consistently has been average for for many years. Mm. Like I think there's a you know everyone talks about the refing like oh they missed that call. Especially if you watch a game and you're like you're like why did that team get a whole call and then that, this team just the exact same thing it's all different and it's mm. kind of messed up. Um, I wonder with the you know, social media is one part of it. I wonder if the, the gambling aspect, the fact that they can gamble more mm. on the NFL, that the decisions of – core decisions or penalties that have significant impacts on results mm. has been now elevated for the fact that it's, as I wrote it there, fucked me, fucked me parlay. Parlay. Because <laughs> the, the Yanks have no idea about multis. Over we call there. them multis. We've been doing them down here for about – 15 years. Thousand years. Yeah, I don't know. We came off the ship and created multis. That's pretty bad. (laughs) That's how it happened. I think that's a bit more two up. (laughs) Flipping coins. Um, uh, But yes, the the old parlay. But whether that's kind of heightened people's criticism on the rest based on the decisions they're making, especially the ones that get them wrong, that has been heightened and being spread out a bit more. I think it's all hyperbole. I think for since the dawn of time, refereeing decisions have been <laughs> questioned. This also could be true. And I think now with social media, it just gets amplified and yeah. goes into the echo chamber a yeah. little bit more. Uh, but for whatever reason, this year feels more horrendous than previous years. I, I'm not feeling it. I, I, From uh, what I've seen in social – Rugby league's probably the thing that we follow through our winter yeah. here, and I feel like every year like the refereeing's getting worse, like it's blah blah blah, like like, and I just I just think it's just echo chambers and cameras mm. and social media. That's my personal. <laughs> I, I think the bigger problem with rugby league is they change the rules every week. Well, that, so, that probably doesn't help. <laughs> so that, that's why the refereeing's always terrible. <laughs> Whereas I, I feel like because you know, the the NFL the rule sets basically the same, mm. doesn't change all season. Um, they have the same ref crews that are always together. They always. Um, you know, ref those games, they always have the same sort of things. But just for some of the replays and things, like just key miss and then um, the stuff that I, I think some of the – actually, I think the problem is they've added too much grey area mm. probably with offensive and pass and defensive pass interference. Yeah, there is a lot of the, – And that's the stuff that's not reviewable and depending on who calls it that they um, – uh, it, it's it's added. A, and I guess with the player safety aspect in, into it as well, they mm. – Instead of just letting the play play out, they're getting involved maybe too much, mm-hmm. more than you've seen in the past, which is what you're, you're seeing more now, which is why people complain about it more. Um, maybe that's the only, only thing I can think of. Um, it, it, it'd be an interesting thing to do a little bit more research into it and see. Um, Even though they actually are making yeah, more erroneous well, 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 calls. Well, what, what the penalty calls, calls are like, what are, what are people's sentiments with it? 
Um, outside of that, the bigger, big stories, you know, Bill Belichick, hot seat. Mm-hmm. All the r- r- rumors are at the moment that um, uh, Rob Kraft uh, might want to do something new next year. Wow. Which, which is a huge, huge thing for Bill. Yeah. Um, there's a video doing. S- That's a Simpsons meme. Uh, so after 20 years, it's so yeah. long and good luck. I don't yeah. recall saying good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's 71 years of age, old Bill Belichick. Yeah. And there's a video doing on the socials at the moment of him kind of doing a walk of shame out of like a ring video, um, walking down the sh- stairs without his shirt on and walking away. Um, whether, But, you know, that video could be 10 years old at this point, who knows, um, uh, with one of his previous uh, lovers, as you will, old Bill. Um, but, yeah, the Patriots are struggling and um, his head's on the chopping block. Um, what else do we have there? Seems so unfair if – yeah, I know for his he, history, he, he should be allowed to have ten losing seasons if he yeah. wanted it. Let let him see the right the ship. Um, quarterback QB play they've all played all the rook sorry rookie QBs have all played this year. Sorry, out of the first that, round, yeah. so that's all been good. Um, and then I guess we're at the final bit mid season mm. Super Bowl predictions or and your MVP. Uh, I might go completely boring and go the the rematch. I think the Chiefs Could and the be. Eagles they're the only two teams that look sort of maybe. Head and shoulders above mm. the rest of uh, mm-hmm. of their divisions um, or their, their conference rivals, I should say. Yep. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Both of them. MVPs. Hard. MVP. I don't it's feel like there's tough a. At the yeah, moment. I'll get some odds. Yeah, I actually, some, I actually hadn't thought about it. I think because no, yeah, because yeah, I think Lamar probably is one at, at for odds at the moment. But no one's uh, no one's been outstanding. Like yeah, like blowing everyone else yeah. out of the water. Well, hey, I think Jalen's been good, but I, I think yeah. Lamar's probably been better. I think it's probably has to be Lamar at the moment. Futures. Uh, find that. So well, Mahomes is three fifty. Yeah, I guess Mahomes. But he's yeah, I don't know. By his standard, his numbers aren't. By his standard, he's he hasn't been that good. I didn't think. And he's hurts four twenty. Yeah. Lamar. Here's the, the thing that always does my socials at the moment is Russell Wilson's got better stats than Patrick Mahomes does. So really, yeah. So in more touchdowns, less intercepts, and more yards. Um, the key be, the key metric they always show is defense. The Chiefs have got like fourth overall defense, and Denver's got thirty second. Mm. But uh, um, I don't think he's been that good. I see I see Jalen and um, and Hurts up there. Oh, sorry, same dude. Hurts <laughs> Hurts and Lamar up there. It's um, all all quarterbacks until we get to CMC at twenty six, mm. and Tyreek at fifty one. Ty, yeah. Ty, if Tyreek continues on his trajectory, we've spoken on this podcast before yeah. about how hard he'll, it is for non-quarterbacks to win the he'll award. He'll get 2,000, yeah. yeah. Like if, what if he has 2,016 well, touchdowns? What did Cooper do that other year and then he still, and still didn't get, get it? it. So, so that's the argument so, against yeah. Je- yeah, Jefferson in recent years. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, hard. Yeah, to, it's, it's quarterback usually and wins the MVP. He, mm. He'll definitely win the Offensive Player of the Year award, mm. I think, um, for Tyreek if he keeps this pace. Um I think, yeah, probably Lamar and Hertz would be my favourites, followed probably by Joe Burrow at the moment. He's kind of been mm. heating up. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, again, they all stay healthy. That's where I kind of think the MVP will go. Um, and Super Bowl, are you going to go on fun? Uh, I think Eagles, yeah. I think, think are my favourite to win it all at the moment. Um, who do they play? Probably Kansas out of that. <laughs> I, I actually, so boring. Yeah, I do like the Lions though. I really yeah, smoke, I, there we go. So I have been really yeah, be Lions. I've really been enjoying Lions football. I um I really enjoy um is it Campbell? 
Dan Campbell, the yep. the head yep. coach. Um, you know what what they're doing? They they seem like a really kind of gritty f- um, football team. Shock out of Michigan. What do you expect <laughs> out of Detroit? So. Um, so your fun team's going to be the Lions. My fun team will be the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, I think that high-powered offense, uh, you know, turning guys like Raheem Mostert mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Devin Achan into, into mm-hmm. superstars, um, I think they've been pretty fun but obviously need to beat a few good teams. We talked about offensive player. Who mm. do you think defensive player of the year at the moment? Yeah, good question. Again, I uh, d- don't think there's a, a standout. Do you want me to get some odds? And yeah, see if you can find some because yeah. I think um, Bosa's been down. Like he, he's, his sack numbers are way down. TJ Watt's been good. But I think Crosby's probably been yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, is probably the main one I can think of. Um, I don't think there's a quarterback that's been blowing anyone away. Taking This is three-horse race. So yeah. so at 285 a piece, Parsons and Garrett in yeah. TJ Watt's 350 and then it blows way yeah. out to, 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 to Crosby. Crosby. I think like Crosby at fourteen dollars. I think is good money for the way he's playing at the moment. I just wonder he's not on the team that's going to get enough hype. Yeah, I think that maybe that'd be Miles' issue as well, and that's why Micah probably wins it again. Um, Because you know, being on America's team, you'll get a lot of five balls. So, Um, but I just don't think Micah Micah hasn't been putting up the numbers because he's been they've been game planning him out of a lot of games. Like especially in that Eagles game, they they were triple teaming yeah, him, yeah. throwing, that, a lot throwing of that big offensive line around. So, anyways, that's our half season wrap. Um, yeah, next time we pod, we probably have a pretty good look at you know the the, the third quarter of this of the year and um, what what things are shaping up to to happen as Virat Kohli just gets bowled Through by Van de Miv. I think of. Royally fucked that, but uh, he'll, he'll want to see if he can keep that ball and take it home. <laughs> yeah, you, you should. Yeah. He's a good, good character, this fella. I've seen him around in the World Cup a fair bit. I think he's the oldest player at the World Cup, yeah. this fella. Gets goal out for 15. You're at 200 for three now with 28 overs down. So, so they're 400, 400 still, still, on the still on the cards. Still yeah. on the cards. But uh, <laughs> no tons for, for Coley or Sharma. No, no, one, no one's good, yeah. All right, that'll wrap up our NFL. Let's stay in America. Curry Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! So the NBA in-season tournament kicked off yesterday. I was around at a mate's place uh, watching a fair bit of it. The first thing that stood out to me was the colours of these courts and how difficult it was to actually (laughs) find the ball. I felt like I was watching a a video game for a lot of it. Uh, Get at us in the comments and let us know how you you felt about the courts. Some were good. I think the lesser-stated ones were good, but like that Houston one, that Phoenix one where it's just bright red, Red, bright purple, it's fucking hard to watch. Um, I like the idea, you know, it's probably taken from a, a European sort of perspective mm. about having sort of in-season, you know, cups and tournaments and the rest yep. of it. Yep. The difference being that these all count towards uh, the regular season games yep. uh, other than the uh, there will be a standalone final, which doesn't count. Mm. Um I like your, your points there. You know, this time of the year, football is king, king yeah. in, in America. Um, the season's really just started in the NBA as well. Yeah, uh, so trying to get a little bit of early season yeah. hype uh, yeah. around the NBA. Um, I, you know, coming off the off the World Series and start of football and college football, that's it's a hard sort of competitive time for them. And then obviously the viewership, you know, once the, the playoffs roll around in, in April or in, in May, I should say, um, you know, it, it really picks up. But um, I don't hate it. It's it's new. It's, it's, te- new. it's teething. 
don't know. I don't know if I love it either. Yeah. It's, it's like you've just started a new season. Seems I, a bit gimmicky. Uh, well, that's the thing. I feel like it's gimmicky for the reasons we just outlined as well. It was just like um, they've obviously saying we need to try something at the start of our season. We have a long season. We want people to show up. We want eyeballs on it. How can we – what can we do to, you know, boost it? And mm. it sounds like this is their idea was to um, let's do an in-season tournament uh, with uh, – is there any real incentive? Like res- It's cash. So, uh, okay. so, so, so each player, uh, half a million dollars and yeah. I think half a million dollars for the uh, winning coach. Now, if you're a well, – su- half a million dollars on well, that Supermax. <laughs> that's right. If you're on a Supermax, like – That's a game fee, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I think LeBron and Giannis and Luca probably, uh, I don't know, the money, the financial side of things. But yeah, if you're yeah. on one of those rookie deals yeah. or, you know, you're a fringe guy and there's you're a bench few, dude, etc. Bench like, dude, yeah, you're trying to, you know – you're only getting eight minutes yeah. uh, and there's a half million dollar sort of carrot hanging at the end of it for what will only end up being about five or six games. Yeah, maybe you, you're trying a little bit harder uh, than you normally would and we probably saw that a little bit yesterday yeah. with the games actually being quite close. We didn't get an overtime but we had a few sort of late finishes uh, or, you know, uh, close finishes I should say. Um, I like. I don't mind the idea. It'll be interesting to see what it actually means moving forward. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I don't know whether, um, like you said, they, they toned down some of the colours maybe going Bro, forward. Bro, it was too much. Yeah. Some of them were too much. Yeah. I was like, I like the idea, like, you know, make it colourful, make it yeah, fun. Yeah, make it fun different. Like, it's clear it's, it's different. It's, it's different. Yeah. But, but some of it is like, it was also like, I can't see where the fucking ball is. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, so I agree. I, I agree. think some of it was a bit too much. What about the Joker? He's already onto his third triple dub, um, and he's only missed one by what one is, or I think he's missed two by like a couple. Two of, by by yeah. one, something he, like he, that. Yeah, he's be he's on MVP form already. Um, he, and looks thrilled about being, you know, yeah, back exactly. to work kind of memes yeah, coming out yeah. for for Joker. He's he's definitely the best basketball player at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you know the Nugs are already off to a um, a red hot start. Mm. Um, but I think the key stat there is. Um, it's his 108th triple-double in his career, which is now he took over LeBron uh, and Jason Kidd um, on the all-time list and he did it in 800 Eight, fewer games. 800 fewer games. Yeah, yes, maybe it's a fake start, but uh, the, yeah, the, dudes, positional, the dudes, the dudes yeah. are now putting in putting in extra effort. Like he's That's why he's the MVP. That's why he's um, uh, you know, key, key for that team. Uh, I think Russ Westbrook actually has the, has the record. He does. Yep. Uh, so he has 198 total. Uh, that's Westbrook I'm talking about, that's and Joker's already on 108. Yeah, he's fourth all time. So he's fourth all time. He's only only got a few guys. You might have heard of him: Magic Johnson, and Oscar Robertson uh, uh, ahead. And they've all played 400 plus games, more games more, than he has. Yeah, so, so he's, he's definitely he will definitely catch Magic, who's only 30 ahead of him, and then uh, he's got he's got a, he's got a little <laughs> bit to go before Robertson and Westbrook. Uh, we're going to talk about the. The team that's been horrendous, really, without Jar Morant, um, yeah, and they're the, one and eight. The Grizz, yeah, they've only won one game. They did a little bit of off-season movements, so sent Dylan Brooks over to Houston, who's been really quite good over there at the Rockets. Marcus Smart taking a little while to get used to his uh, his Grizzly teammates, and uh, they just do not look like a threatening team without Jar Morant. Agree, agree, and um, some of the. 
the, the memes like they can't sell tickets at the moment. So yeah, what are they? What are you saying? It's, you can get nosebleeds for four bucks. Yeah, the cheapest tickets are games four bucks, and at the <laughs> moment, I think a large fries from Maccas in the estates is four dollars eleven. So Fuck so you can either go to a Grizz right. games or get a get get a, um, a whole bunch of hot chips. So. Uh, I, I think I know what a lot of people over there in Memphis are doing at the moment, yeah. uh, and that's hot chips. So I know as, a, as an Aussie on tour, what I'd be doing, I'd be sitting up in the nosebleeds for four dollars. Yeah. Wonder what a what a Bud Light cost up there. I'm going to imagine it's <laughs> probably more, more than the ticket. Probably a row of seats. So, uh, <laughs> a row of seats. <laughs> yeah. That's how we should measure things now by how many Grizz tickets it's worth. How many Grizz tickets? Uh, how many Grizz tickets is this episode of the Esky making? Uh, half half, half, half a ticket. We might get a yeah, half a ticket. Half a yeah. ticket. Uh, but they've been they've been struggling, uh, which is a shame because Hello, is you know, he suspended? So 20, 25 games. 20, yeah, so so that's we, his big suspension. Yeah, so they've still got two thirds of his suspension so, yeah. still to go over the gun flashing incident or incidents. For his, yeah, for his second or third time. So uh, look, you don't want to like it's a long season. Yeah. It's, you can come back from one and eight, but you wouldn't want to be, you know, in the twenty five games that he's out. If you're five and twenty, that's you're done. Yeah, that's a, a long way to come. Like from. you're done. So, uh, Char probably needs to be sitting back and thinking about his future and you know what he wants to do as a basketballer because we all know the, the immense talent that the guy has. I agree. Uh, and it shows when he's when he's not playing and uh, and the Grizz are struggling as much as they have been. Dylan Brooks' new team, the Rockets, they've won four or five in a row. They've mm-hmm. they've been actually going Beat all right. The Lakers a couple of days ago. Yep, uh, had a had a nice nice win there uh, yesterday in the in the in tournament. Um, I'm just trying to bring up some stats here. Um, but oh, before I do that, we we've got to talk about the Bucks as well, mm-hmm. who haven't been playing lights out. Now Dame did go down with a bit of a calf injury. It seems like it's niggly, niggly more so yeah. than than serious. That's good. Cool um, the obviously the probably the biggest uh, off season news. Uh may take a little while for for him uh to, to gel there with Giannis. Uh Giannis also put up fifty points the other night and they, mm-hmm. they lost, lost to the Pacers. So uh be interesting to see. I'm not too concerned really about him moving forward. Uh, looking at the standings uh, in the West there, the Grizzlies, as we spoke about, have been horrendous. Wembenyama uh, mm-hmm. at the Spurs, they've won three games, so they're three and six, looking like an absolute alien, uh, just getting blocks galore. I think he had four blocks the other night. Yeah. Uh, watching him dunk it over two blokes from the free throw line is so fun. Like We're talking about video games and Space Jam kind of shit. Like, oh, it's, it's fun to watch. Obviously... Same shit that's been going on for six months. How's his body going to hold up? He looks so lean out there. Uh, it's a long season um, and how how will it all uh, play out? Uh, as we move up, uh, Blazers three and five. Clippers three and five with Harden, Westbrook, Kawhi, PG yeah. third. I don't know if they're they just too old. Yeah, like, well, Harden looks a bit rusty from yeah. what I've seen. And, you Cop- know, there's – Copping the, some sprays from the media too. Yeah, and the, there's already some chat that he's not happy and he's – with the team or his role, so um, it, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting because I, w- I wonder if he's kind of on his like last chance. Mm. You know, he's been 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 around the league; they've moved him around. He's not as young as he once was. What um what they th- what do they want to do with him long term, uh, and whether another club would take a ch- take a chance on him? Suns are four and five. Booker injury probably plays into that. Uh, as are the Pels, Lakers, Kings. 
Then we get into the Thunder. The Thunder are kind of fun. I think SGA is really stamping himself as a top 10 player mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the NBA. Giddy's been maybe a touch quiet, um, mm-hmm. but they're five and four, so so they're looking uh, pretty fun moving forward. Warriors six and four. There's those Rockets five and three. Uh, early days, but you know, not many people expect them to be playing playoffs. They're in their huddle, you know, and they're going one, two, three playoffs. That's the that's the goal for them. So uh, they're they're certainly on track at the moment. Wolves six and two. Mavs seven and two. We've got the the Luca jersey hanging up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just been elite, Luca stuff. Um, and the Nugs at the top there, eight and one. Moving through the east, uh, Pistons, Wizards down the bottom, Bulls, Hornets, Nets. Nets, interesting. Mikhail Bridges a little bit down from probably where people had expected. Um, you know, they're essentially a superstar-less team mm. now. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they come along. Raptors, Cavs, Knicks. Bucks 5-4. and four. Uh, they're, they sit 7th. I wouldn't be too concerned. Bucks fans. Magic have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um uh, beat the Bucks actually today. Benchero had a, had a bit of a game, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can hold on to it. Heat Hawks pace has been good. Tyrese Halliburton, uh, you know, much in the same vein as as SGA, yeah. uh, really stamping himself as a as a top ten player. And then the, probably the, you know two uh, expected teams right at the top there. Um, Celtics and 76ers looking very good. How are we going for internet? We're still working. I think it's coming back now. Down here in the dungeon, let's uh, let's move over to a bit of a football chat before we get into our final round. <laughs> Big Ange Postacoglu has been the talking point for any Australian that's yep. <clears throat> remotely into football or soccer. Started out world on uh, on fire, uh, and in the last two weeks, albeit. Slightly or very unlucky, mm. uh, they've dropped two games. Spurs they uh, sit in third as it currently stands. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights of the loss to Wolves overnight. Two no. stop, they were up one nil early. No, two two stoppage time times. goals, and their uh, goal from I think his name Pablo Sariba, mm. elite. Like took, oh, okay. he took the he took the touch. Um, like first touch, sat it up for himself, left foot volley, bang. Yeah. That was to equalise. Yeah. And then like 97th minute heartbreaker, Spurs lose. Uh, they also lost James Madison uh, and Mickey Vanderven uh, in the Chelsea loss, mm. uh, which they also had a couple of red cards. So yeah. certainly yeah. maybe Spurs fans coming back to earth a little bit. Aussie soccer fans, you know, that are jumping on the Ange Bean mm-hmm. wagon, realising, yeah, it's a fucking long season. Yeah, I think, you know, they've probably come out with their game plan, their style of play. Um, they've won a lot of games with that, but I think teams are probably starting to adjust to the way they play and what to expect going up against the Spurs and they've um, been able to find wins lately. So um, I th- I don't think they're going to win the league this year, yeah. kind of thing. But I think they're still going to be competitive. I think it's Champions League is a real, yeah, real... I, like, I think that's the goal for them. Finish, yeah, they should be. Four. They should be playing Champions um, League, uh, and you know, not not slide too far, because uh, you still like you got the likes of say Man United there sitting in sixth that uh, would like to push up, but um, they've actually sort of um, turned a bit of a corner. United, mm. other than losing to fucking Copenhagen, <laughs> you know, the Champions League's been horrendous for them, uh, but they they. Crawled across the line against Luton last night. They'd lost uh, two of their last mm. three at home. Uh, City, yeah, fair enough. But losing to like, you, 
lost to Palace and Brighton last month yeah. at home. Yeah. Like it's worrying signs there for Ten Hag and and uh, and United. The the Copenhagen loss was funny because. Christian Eriksen and, and mm. Rasmus Hoyland, two of the mm. best Danish players mm. in the world, are playing for United. They go <laughs> over and play a Danish team who's all the Danish superstars play outside it's of Denmark fuck, and yeah. they lose to them. Fuck yeah. <laughs> go figure. Uh, so United sniffing, Newcastle be sniffing. Aston Villa, the villains, they've mm-hmm. started off uh, uh, white hot. Seems like it'll be a, a, a City-Arsenal race again this year. Yeah. Yeah. Big City game tonight uh, against Chelsea. Uh, we'll see. Uh, how good they are, but you know they've they've had chinks in the armor actually this this year, Man City. Uh, so so possibly uh, won't won't shoot it in this year. Yeah, and I think a good competition with them and Arsenal will be good. Maybe Liverpool can um, jump into that fight, and uh, whether you know the Spurs can keep touch. Um, I think that's going to be the season. It's been it's pretty um, incredible for Harry Kane to leave and them to have started as well as they have under a, a rookie um, manager yeah. coaching his first EPL. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, APL outfit. In a major league. Like yeah, say, it's, yeah. I, I think he's, you know, won the hearts and minds of the fans, that's for sure. Oh, and yeah. and a, like I said, you know, a lot of sort of casual Aussie soccer fans, mm-hmm. you know, uh, getting in there and, and cheering on Big Ange and, and Tottenham. Yeah, I agree. Um, VAR's been a bit stinky. I think that's kind of been the, the – the, I think – well, it's been a bit of a story, but I think it's been a huge beat up more by the managers, like the – the head coaches being, you know, getting stuck into the uh, – with the way it's being implemented and the way it's being used. And mainly because, you know, the, the VR is probably doing its job and they're getting – going against what the results they want. Mm. But uh, it's maybe not in a timely fashion and maybe it's against run-up play, et cetera. Um, but there's yeah, been, been a bit of – been a, a bit of hype from, from that group specifically about how how VR is impacting the game and, and what it's doing. But whether – who cares? Like, you know, it's replay. No, as long it, as they're getting that right. Nah. You know, maybe they could be, you know, there's a efficiency thing that maybe can come I think it's muddied the waters. Uh, mm. It's certainly w- watching the Women's World Cup, I was like, geez, some of this mm. is, is a bit how you're going. And the, yeah. the whole letting stuff go for two minutes and then you can, then re- yeah. you can check it back. <laughs> yeah. It opens up a few holes. Yeah, did it cross the line down here? Oh, no, we'll let it play. Oh, they score at the other end. Wait, we're gonna we'll go take that all right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go check it. Yeah. So it definitely uh, made things a little bit muddier yeah. than clear. Do they, they need the coaches challenge? Throwing flags for the, for the, flag, the manager. Was like, I wanted that check straight away. Hmm. Yeah. Big Angie's out there um, fucking well, throwing a moussaka out there. Yeah. Before you check the Champions League, um, the Chelsea kind of middle pack, they, I think you know, that's kind of where they are at the moment, unfortunately, for Chelsea fans. Um, and what have we got down the bottom there? Sheffield, Burnley, Luton uh, have all been pretty ordinary. Mm-hmm. E- Everton's mm-hmm. strung together a few wins. So they had started like yeah, they yeah, finished yeah. last season. They're sort of middle of the table. With Not Forest right next to them. So yeah, yep. Good old Not Forest. We'll keep, uh, keep an eye on the Toffees. It was pretty much all of last season. We thought, oh, no, no they're, they're going to fuck cooked. their, you know, however many years it would end up being yeah. close to 80 years in the top mm-hmm. flight. Uh, they've definitely uh, got things together the last few weeks. Uh, Champions League, uh, the the big guns uh, seem to seem to be the the teams to beat. Sure. B- Bayern, <laughs> a, a, a four from four, twelve points. Real, a four from four, twelve points. Um, City, a four from four, twelve yeah. points. Uh, it's it's probably realistically four teams that could win the Champions League. I reckon if you go uh, Bayern, if you go Real, if you go. Yeah, yeah. In, they're fun. Inter are always fun. City. Barca, 
But yeah, Barca you could never rule out. Yeah. I think at the big three in the Champions oh, League haven't dropped. No. In uh, in City, Real, and Bayern, I'd be I'd kind of be pretty surprised if it was anyone outside of those three. Yeah. Maybe FC Copenhagen <laughs> go out there and beat United. Uh, and just a little shout out. I was going to do him for shout at beer, but um, Meg Lanning uh, just eclipsed him. Nestory Irin Kunda. I hope I said that name correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a seventeen-year-old from Adelaide United, and he's just put pen to paper to join. Bayern Munich, five million seems like he'll get. Yeah. Not did a bad you, little payday. For did a you see the headlines here in Australia though? Mm, uh, bits and pieces. Yeah, well, there was a lot of uh, it's like, oh, we lose him to Australian soccer. Oh, I, like, did, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. lose him, lose him, him to Bayern Munich. You <laughs> fucking peanuts. This is like, why waste him playing in Australia? Like, <sighs> yes, it'd be fun to have a local dude playing in the local league and hope built the local league. Hey, come back here and play when you're 39, son. For you, exactly. For testimonial. Don't don't ruin his career. I did see that. Go play in Europe. Get, get really good. Help Australia win a World Cup. That's what, you know, you know maybe not in the next 100 years, but, you know, that's the idea. Get really good. Try to build that skill into Australian football. So, yes, we can be competitive on the world stage more so than we are now. That's what I think, you know, you need to go play the best to be the best. Yep. Um, play with the best. Learn from those guys to then, um, you know, hopefully then bring that back in filter that in through everyone else. So all to him, man. Um, and he's a he, he's a seventeen year old. <laughs> <Fuck the> Sydney <laughs> media. <laughs> That's right. Seventeen year old. There's no guarantees that he actually plays first eleven stuff for, for exactly. Bayern. But even he's in he, the system. That's exactly. He's in the system at, at one of the best clubs in the world. Yep. I was watching a little eight minute highlight package of him. Very fast and uh, very silky with his touch. Really a lot of the highlights were him just skinning defenders and then throwing the leg out and him winning a free kick. So mm-hmm. um, could definitely uh, cause a few headaches over there uh, playing for the. I imagine. Bayern's second team yeah. uh, as he as he comes through his teen years. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, you never know. He might get a loan somewhere. Like yeah. They might, that, the, but the thing is, the potential is there for everywhere. You need you, for soccer. You need to be in Europe. Like yeah, you, yeah not in Australia. <laughs> you, if you want to build we your career, him. we lost, lost him. We lost him. Yeah. He's lost to us. He's dead to us. No. <laughs> Adelaide United would be cheering on young Nestor. It's also 100%. it's a cool story as well. I was reading a little bit about him. Um, not of Sudanese. Background. He's mm. from Burundi, I think. Ah, okay. Small, yeah, small, small African nation. country. Uh, you know, refugee. As we're seeing, a fair mm. few soccer players now mm. coming mm-hmm. through uh, the, the our, our Aussie soccer systems here, and uh, and then going over to Europe. Um, and yeah, has has just absolutely lit it up as a teenager, and yeah. and wish him all the best moving forward. Exactly. Good luck to him. All right, let's do a final round. UFC 295 occurred today mm. at mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. Uh, we have a new light heavyweight champion. New interim heavyweight champion as well. Should we talk about that first and then go back to injuries? Uh, well, I, I think that's just a quick note. Like there's been a lot happening in the UFC since we've been away. There's been, um, I guess, a lot of injuries. You know, a big one for this card was John Jones was out, so the steep A fart was off. That's why we get the interim heavyweight championship. Um, we had, of course, Oliveira get injured um, a couple of weeks ago. Cut his eye. Yeah. Falk steps in. Falk steps in. Um, you know, Islam then wins that fight. Uh, we had Paul Acosta get injured as well. And then Hamzat, who did he fight in the end? Um, uh, someone else on short notice, but Hamzat won. So uh, it's, you know, there's been a little bit of injuries. The UFC's been moving. It's rolling along. We're getting closer to UFC 300. We'll talk about that in a minute. But UFC 295 happened to – oh, it was, there you go. Yeah. 
um, fought Usman at, at middleweight. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, you know a lot's been happening in the UFC. A lot of big names been fighting. But let's talk about UFC 295 and start with a lot heavyweight. And we have new champion and Alex Pereira. And new the Poetan. I actually didn't say this is the first pay per view I think I've missed. In a while, mm-hmm. a few kids' birthday parties. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be the uh, the run of the uh, the weekends uh, of late. Um, but you did see mm-hmm. see the highlights. You want to run us yeah, through what I you did, saw? I did watch this. Uh, good, very good fight. Um, Pereira with his lower leg uh, calf kicks were you know very effective uh, and um, really getting to Petrarca. Um, <laughs> you love saying Petrarca. Prohaska. Prohaska. Yeah, Prohaska. Yuri. He, do, he doesn't play on the ball for the Melbourne no, Demons. No, no, yeah. Um, uh, but it was a competitive fight going into this into the um, the second round. Um, so it, it's – I don't – I think that Yuri landed really well. I think he had his, he had his chances. Um, it was kind of a bit of a back-and-forth fight. Um, we staggered Pereira once or twice. Like it was okay, but then, you know, Pereira just with that power, you know, counter right left, knocked him down. Um, uh, Yuri gets him around the legs, and then um, Pereira hits him with elbows mm. on the head. Uh, and yeah, I guess Yuri fall, falls down, and he jumps on top of him, uh, and that's when the ref jumps in. So there were some questions about whether it was slightly an early stoppage. Um, your eye afterwards was, was like. Um, you know, I think it was okay. I, I was out at that point. And I th- think – You just said his first name three different times. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to remember the fight and uh, well, the dude's name. Um, Continue. Uh, but I, I think the main thing – because Goddard was a ref and, you know, he's been getting some heat uh, of late, of course, about mm-hmm. early stoppages. Uh, but he, he airs on caution for the fighters. I think Pereira already hit him with some bombs. He was in trouble. Um, and – from the angle I see from where Goddard was, you could see um, his arms, like his hand, because he's got like a double, his arms around his legs mm. and you can kind of see them fall away. Like Whether he slid down to his knees, but they kind of look like he, they fall away, mm. like he's out and mm. he's falling backwards on his back. Mm. Prayer was going to land on top of him in the mountain and was going to beat the shit out of him. So, yeah, so it, it was probably, yeah, maybe it was slightly earlier, but maybe he saves him for two or three more shots Same and he calls it anyway. Stitches, yeah. So uh, I, th- I think it was probably an okay stoppage. From what I saw from the angle that Goddard was looking at, I can see why he also stopped this fight. Yep. Um, but, yeah, Pereira does what Israel couldn't. Mm. Uh, beat beat um, Blahov, Blahovic. Yep, that's Yarn, pretty good. Um, and then goes up and wins the light heavyweight belt, which mm. Israel couldn't do. And then, interestingly enough, calls him out post-fight. Um, with a bit of it, is, it was a bit hard because it was translated mm. um, to get exactly the meaning. But, but I think he was talking about, you know, when I was in kickboxing, um, you said that I would be, um, you know, just at a bar drinking. I'd never amount to anything. Mm. That really drove me. You really pushed me and that's how I came back, you know, and defeated you all those times. Mm. I don't want to see you out of the game until 2027. You know, I want to be that for you kind mm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Come back. Um, let's fight for the light heavyweight belt. Like come back and fight for this belt. Um, and uh, then, of course, finished off with, uh, um, hey, Adam Sandler, come to daddy. Um, uh, did, did he call him Adam Sandler or? <laughs> no, uh, Adam Sandler. And, um, I just can't speak at the moment. <laughs> I've, I've obviously cuffed a few left hooks from Pereira, so it's affected my speech. Um, uh, but, it, but yeah, called out easy and said come to daddy. So yeah. Um, but that's all in Portuguese through the translator. Through the translator, okay. yes. So, um, uh, so it'll be. 
I think Izzy's already been on social saying, um, you know, using a, a frozen meme was like let it go and um, showing Pereira asleep well, after yeah, not knocked him out. I did say that. But well, having said that, Pereira has also completed everything that Israel wanted to do yeah, with him. Like, yeah. he's like, hey, I completed your dream. I'm the ninth um, double champion, mm. first to win the middleweight and light heavyweight mm. belts. Um, no one else has done that before. So, um, yeah, pretty impressive. And also, like, Hill's not really a fun fight. Like, yes, he'll yeah. he'll get Hill next. Mm. But now, if UFC wants to do UFC 300 with Israel versus Prayer for the light heavyweight, Man, like that it. sells. And UFC 300 is the big talking point coming up. So, and it fits perfectly time wise for them to book that fight and have a full training camp. So. But if I'm Israel and I've just lost the middleweight belt to Sean Strickland, yes. what right have I got to go up to light heavyweight and? Get a title fight. But that's the point. Who cares? Like, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's like what's going to sell the most. Yeah. And them fighting each other is the big sell. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's, you know, their history, um, with their back and forth is, is so impressive. So, wonder if they'd um, make a catch weight. Well, but Isra- then how do you do it for a belt? Yeah. You but it, Israel's already come up to 205 already. Mm. Like, he, he fought. Um, he, um, yeah. yeah. And, and lost, of course. Mm. Um, it, it's a, Significant more weight for Israel than it is yeah, for, uh, for Pereira. Pereira so cuts fuck loads more to get yeah. down to that. Um, but with yeah. his height, there's no reason why his frame can't take it. Yes, you just exactly. have to do it the John Jones way of yeah, just, possibly just needs taking to take more time. Yeah, fifteen, yeah. eighteen months out yeah. maybe. But I, you know, the also the fun side of that is you take Israel out of middleweight, middleweight, and then focus on building its new storylines. Mm. So guys in that are there and that can fight. Like you now got. Um, Hamzat's back in, and mm. maybe Usman stays in that division and mm. then there's a whole bunch of fun fights they could have there. You know, Whitaker's been calling out Usman. Like, I think that's a fun fight. I'd yeah. like to see that. Yep. Um, something different than what we've had with back and forth with Izzy there. So Just him cleaning it out. Yeah, take Izzy. Maybe has a light heavyweight fight with Pereira for, again, that, you know, that, that continue with that, that storyline uh, I think would be quite interesting. So. Middleweight currently has Strickland as the champ. Uh, Adesanya won. Duplessis, who's th- probably needs to have a, a title fight. I can't remember if they've booked that or not, but um, they did announce a whole bunch of fights recently. But yeah, that's the fight for the championship to make. Um, and the then perennial bridesmaid in in Whitaker, Cannonier, yeah, yeah. Vittori, Costa, Hamzat is is eighth. Yeah, in that. Yeah, Go whether figure. they whether they run back that Costa fight because. Yeah. Um, uh, if. Uh, you don't want to go see the, the pictures of that staff infection. It was bad, so it was mm. a good thing they couldn't clean him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a big, a big open wound essentially. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's no way he was ever going to make that fight. But you know, there's some fun options there. Some new matchups you could do. Throw Usman into that into that mix too. Um, and, you know, the top of that kind of division. I think that's pretty fun. How long's Hill out for? By the way, do we know? What did he do? Achilles? Yeah. I think it was Achilles. I, was it Achilles? I feel like that was the start of this year. Yeah. I don't think he's too far away. It was Achilles, uh, good, good memory. It was, it was July. Yeah, so, so that's nine that's, nine months you'd yeah, think. Yeah, so unless be, he's on the Rogers shit. Yeah, back back next year kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Aspinall and um, Blahovich. Uh, Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Sergey. There's a lot of hard European yeah. names in, in there. Yeah, and how, how'd this one go? Uh, as you expect in a lot of heavyweight division. Uh, flip a coin and see what happens. Mm. Um, Sergo, I think, landed early on Aspen, um, kind of showed his power, re- really um, showed Tom, like, what he could do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but just credit to Aspen. Like, he's a big dude, but he's a elite speed. Um, yeah, uh, Tom basically Aspinel. hit him, I think, with an overhand left um, that started it, wobbled him, 
um, threw a couple more and that's all she wrote. So uh, pretty, pretty standard stuff for the heavyweight division. Um, gets the KO TKO victory in that and it's the, the interim t- champ. And, of course, they got two-week notice for this fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they both took it on two weeks' notice. Um, by all counts, uh, Aspen injured his back in his first training session and didn't train for the last mm. week and a half. So he comes into Jesus. this. Um, you know, Bisman was there. He's hype man essentially. Mm. Jeeing him up. Um, it was two versus four. Uh, Sergey being two and Aspen being four. And Pavlovich was coming off six first round knockouts, yes, yeah. including the likes of Curtis Blades, Chewy Vasa, Derek Lewis. Yeah. Fucking yeah. killer. Oh, yeah. He's got some immense power. Um, showed it in this one, but um, credit to Tom to, to standing through it and getting the win um, early in the first round. And uh, it makes it interesting for the heavyweight division because mm. um, uh, bowl lookouts, it's going to be Steve A. Jones. Again, probably at UFC 300 at this point mm. um, for another big sell. Um, but, you know, to, uh, an Aspen-John Jones fight would be pretty uh, interesting, mm. I think, um, whether John Jones wants to hang around for that long. Because by all reports, um, they were going to fight at this and have a double retirement essentially and vacate yeah. the belt. And then this would have been the, the championship anyway. So, yeah. um, you know, that's what I think UFC was getting prepared for. Whether that happens in the new year now. Uh, or whether Jones wants to hang around, maybe there's some. There's definitely some fun fights at the heavyweight division for him, but it also is you know, <laughs> you you're going into a whole bunch of uh, uh, you know wars bazooka, <laughs> getting you get some bazooka yeah. stuff. You do hang mm. around from that, um, and then you know there's also been the chat about do you try to hook something up with Francis and Jones after what Francis did to Tyson Fury mm. uh, during our hell, break? Yeah, we'll need to talk about that briefly. Yeah. Well, well, hell, hell, his own knockdown Fury. A lot of people saying possibly won probably, the fight. Probably won. Well, based on what I thought from from the rounds that I saw and um, from the cards, I think yeah, probably should have been a draw if not him winning. That's incredible, man. Yeah, and I and I th- and the only way because the knockdown gives him a ten eight. The only way that Fury wins is because the one judge gave him ninety six ninety three. And you're wondering, like, did he just do a boxing of solid, that judge? Uh, maybe, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, that's just elevated his star. Um, Dana's never going to do a, a co-promotional with BF – no, sorry, with PFL mm. um, with Francis. Um, so I don't think that's ever going to happen. But uh, I think Francis is going to make more money doing boxing fights. Good on him too. Um, like you've, if anyone's listened to his story on Rogan about, yeah. you know, getting out of Cameroon and, and – the horrors of it all and how many times I had to try. Uh, and it's a it's a bit of a wake-up call, I think, for the UFC. You've got to pay your athletes because, yep. you know, they can go out there and do this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's such an elite specimen. Uh, I'm trying to find – do you know how much he made from the fight? Oh, some from, from rumoured like 20 mil. And yeah. uh, that thing I think says they're about 600K. But it, it could – anything. I, there's a few mils in there. I, I think he he made significant he, – he said he made more than he's, he did his, his whole, trial whole, UFC whole career. So. Yeah. And – the interesting thing is, from my understanding, is it sold really poorly. Oh, uh, really? Like yeah. it had like 70,000 uh, pay-per-view buys, mm. which was less than every UFC pay-per-view um, this year and was under um, the the polls in the KSI fights as well. So, mm. um, yeah, it's not yeah, a – Yeah, under 70,000. Yeah, so it's not a huge strange, number, which yeah. is strange. I, I, I think most people just thought Fury's going to go gonna out there him. and just, just, you know, just show class, but – I think Fury maybe underestimated, maybe undertrained a little bit, and mm. Francis was always just going to go out there and uh, swing the fences, and uh, I think was happy to be there, and he um, really showed, uh, you know, he's he, it's a heavyweight division, he's got power. If mm. you're going to hit with it, he's like, oh yeah, um, big motherfuckers getting really 
put some power on you. Mm. An interesting thing that's really impacted now the Fury Uzbek um, uh, unification fight because mm. um, yeah, Fury is going to say oh, we'll do that in December, and now he's just like, oh, we'll do that in the new year. Yeah, I need, a bit of training. I, I need to yeah, you know, reevaluate things mm. from where I'm at. Incredible. Yeah. Hats off to Francis uh, and, Definitely. and possibly robbed. Uh, anything tickle your fancy from the rest of that main card? Uh, Andrade versus Dern was a good fight. Yeah. Um, Andrade knocked her out. Yeah. Um, uh, Mackenzie sh- probably shouldn't – well, couldn't really get into her jiu-jitsu, into her wrestling, get her down and really just ended up, you know, bringing a knife to a, <laughs> to a gunfight. Mm-hmm. And, and Andrade just uh, had way more power for her. Every time she landed – was really really scaring her, um, so that's a that's a big win for her. Kind of riding the ship a little bit for Andrade. She had been a bit. She's coming off a few losses, hadn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Was, had been on a bit of a losing streak. Three losses. Yeah. So you know that keeps a keeps a current in that division. Um, and then I think uh, Diego. Uh, it's not Lopez, but it's Lopes. I think was the other one. Uh, for in the featherweight, got a KO in this one too, which was uh, very very nice. Oh, and I guess the Frenchman in the lightweight division. Um, uh, with a head kick knockout was also wow. excellent. Yeah, like, it, it was a knockouts finishes on all the main cards. It was an excellent card. UFC mm. 295 was beautiful. Um, Benoit Saint-Denis. Yeah. Uh, I think he was – can't remember if he's Special Forces, but he fought it. Uh, he, was in the, he was in the military for France. Yeah. Um, an up-and-comer in the lightweight division from France, very interesting. Um, he, he called out all the all the big names. Um, but I think he – you know, he's only just starting his ascendancy into, into the top 15, so we'll – uh, probably have to see a couple more, but one to watch there. Yeah, everyone. BSD. Everyone was uh, singing the praises of his opponent, and he went out and head kicked him on a, on a separation. So um, there we go. Uh, you take that every day of the week. Thank you for running us through that. Uh, UFC three hundred. Have we got a date for it yet? Uh, well, they just announced two ninety six and two ninety seven with full cards. I uh, don't think we've got anything for two or eight. Yes. 300 is going to be April-ish maybe, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Mm. So there you go, 9798 and 99 confirm uh, for fights because he announced those all during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so now all the speculation yeah. is who's going to fight at 300, yeah. Conor so, McGregor. Well, Conor's, Conor's in the – well, this is the thing. Conor's in the pool as of October. He needs six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why everyone thinks UFC 300 is going to be April. April makes sense mm-hmm. for the timeline. Because he will then be eligible for a fight. Um, Connor's been training. He's actually leaned down a fair bit. Um, mm. Looks like Connor's ready to go for getting ready for a UFC 300 fight. Um, there's the ones I talked about before. There's also been rumors about uh, whether Brock Lesnar will come back because <laughs> uh, he fought at 100 and 200, and whether he wants to do get him on the undercard or something. He, oh yeah, well, you know, one of the early main main card fights. Mm. Uh, same with Ronda, whether they get. You know, those big draw cards. I feel like Brock um, would be a lot older than Rosna, uh, Ronda. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, 46. But whether – 46. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in fighting well, you can stay yeah, around. Is but the problem is in the heavyweight division, as we yeah, talked about – Yeah, you, you can get killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you're not going to put him in there against Sergey as an example. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, it would be you – know, can they find a fun fight for him uh, in that division that draws eyeballs? And I think there's going to be plenty – Plenty of interesting ones. Ronda's, at, Ron, Ronda's only 36, so in terms of an athletic sort of shelf life, she, she'd be fine. Yeah. But when is the last – she's been acting and shit like – Yeah, like, I, I don't think it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the, realistically the fight games move past both those guys. Mm. Um, well, guys and girls. Um, but, I, we, but I, you know, for a spectacle, whether they want to put something on and do something, yeah, maybe they do that. Mm. You know. 
shit, they with that that thinking, you could probably put Logan Paul on the undercard if you wanted. <laughs> if you want to, you know, that draw card. And the UFC doesn't need that, to, to be honest. The, the gimmicky yeah. kind of yeah. shit. I think they they just got to make some fun fights. Like Pereira, Israel is is one. Mm. He, you throw in um, John Jones, Stipe is another. Yeah, McGregor, whoever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking do it, Nate Diaz four if you want. Like, yeah, if that's draw. your top three, that's yeah, exactly. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Throw throw a few belts on there as well, and you're sorted. So um, I, I think there's definitely some um, some capability, you know, good fights, capable you know, capable fights to put on there. Two nine six will be Edwards Covington. Two nine seven. So Strickland Duplessis has been announced. Been announced. Yep. That's that's in uh, just before Australia Day. Yep. Volk Dupuria uh, in Feb. Uh, O'Malley Malibu. Vera in March, and then three hundred will be April sometime. Yeah, and then that's the Sphere. What I mentioned to you before. So yeah. they've locked that in. So that's September the sixteenth at the Sphere, Las Vegas. So they've announced. They don't don't know what event that's going to be, but they've they've locked in the. The big sphere in Vegas for a UFC event, which, which will be quite interesting. I think it's a good little segue too. Bastion Fettel. Another big event goes to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Viva Las Vegas. Next yeah. week, the Grand Prix, the first ever Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Grand, oh, no. First since 1982. That, yep. I didn't even know about that. Caesars Palace Grand mm-hmm. Prix. A little bit of Wikipedia reading for me yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, but... Uh, I was telling you pre-show that uh, it's being a bit unfortunate. A lot of people paid big money for tickets, for accommodation, etc. Um, not for – I guess it's not a non-event. It's still the winning Grand Prix, winning a race is very important. Mm-hmm. But essentially we're done title chase. It have um, been for a month. Yeah, exactly. Max has won it. Red Bull's dominated. Um, and it's now just deciding, uh, you know, uh, who gets the rest of the spoils, uh, which has probably been the interesting thing is uh, – you know, who's in second at the moment mm. and racing for second. So for the teams, uh, you got Mercedes currently in there with 382 points, followed by Ferrari at 362. Um, and they're ahead of McLaren and Austin Martin, who are now in the 280s and 260s. So you think probably those two are too far back, but you never know uh, with the way Ferraris have been DNFing, uh, McLaren's been scoring well, maybe they could steal third place. And same thing, like there's two races to go. There's a, l- a fair bit of points um, on offer if you both drivers uh, win. Um, but I think it's probably uh, Mercedes and Ferrari fighting for second, McLaren and Aston fighting for, say, fourth place with maybe if Ferrari does some stupid shit that McLaren could sneak um, third. Uh, but we wouldn't need McLaren say, to finish one, two in both races to get close. So. And what about from a driver's perspective? Is there, you know, that Perez-Hamilton so, race for second kind of – Yes. So, well, uh, I think uh, well, yeah, that twenty-two so th- points. Yeah, uh, thirty-two points behind is Hamilton from um, oh, thirty-two. My, my mistake. So yeah, maybe my math is wrong. No, no, no you're right. Like, no, you're 30, right. Yeah. Thirty-two points behind um, Hamilton is of Perez. Uh, Perez has had a few retirements. Uh, Hamilton actually had a disqualification, which was mm. quite interesting a couple of weeks ago. Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, um, but it's uh, you know that's the competition for the last two races. Who can sneak in the second? Um, and whether, you know, Hamilton can finish second there. But you see that there. Um, Max Verstappen's dominated this race yeah. from Piddle to Post. One, two, three, four, five in a row. And then outside of Singapore, it pretty much won everything since yeah. Azerbaijan. Yeah. I, I feel like a, the storyline's probably more around Perez and I guess Ricardo. Ricardo's been pretty good since being back mm-hmm. um, from his injury, um, scoring points there for Alfa and a much less capable machine than what Perez is. Mm. 
Um, and Perez has, you know, been struggling a little bit, um, been hitting the, you know, retirements um, and not finishing, say, second. They wanted to finish second every time. He hasn't really done it, which has then opened the door to Hamilton. Mm. Hamilton overtakes him, then, yeah, Red Bull probably won't be happy that they, you know, didn't didn't do everything. They didn't mm. they didn't finish one two. They won't, well, that's probably the main thing. They didn't finish one two in the drivers. They've won the constructions handily, um, but yeah. But that's the storyline. So really. right, yeah, race for second. Yeah, race for second. Um, it'd be interesting to see how this Las Vegas circuit goes. That's what's going to be my question. Yeah. yeah. So it's around all the casinos. Yep. It's going to have all yep. the. It has the, the whole strip. There's a yeah. beat. It's going. They're going to be top speed. Uh, on the rev limiter going down the strip. So that's going yep. to be pretty cool to see them yep. all flying down there. Be interested. Hopefully it's a competitive kind of overtakey race and not, you know, some of the races like Monaco where it ends up being a bit of a train fest. Um, the track has been dubbed the the spider pig. Um, spider pig. Because the layout looks like um, the upside down spider pig. Well, the spider the, pig. Spider, yeah, from spider Simpsons pig. it looks like a pig upside down. Um, so it's a, it's a, you know, pretty interesting circuit. It goes around all the main things. Um, I think it goes around the sphere. Well, the sphere's on one side of mm. it. So, yeah, it'll be pretty impressive. Uh, it's just unfortunate, you know, the season's been sorted. Mm. The ticket sales haven't been that great. Um, and uh, and um, be interested to see how that finishes. But I think it's at a pretty decent time. Yeah, you were, you were saying like four, five. I think it's 5 p.m. our time. Globally, 20 to translate to the 6 a.m. in the – there, that's the rundown. Race is set to begin at uh, – At 10 – 10 p.m. local time. Local time, which is 1 a.m. New York. I'm surprised it's starting yeah. so late. Yeah, but it's 6 a.m. Uh, in the UK, which is probably the big thing because that's so where they're, 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 they're trying push, to get the European, the European view. So they're trying to get early for Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah so east coast of Australia, 5 p.m. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah, so it's a pretty good race time for us. Mm. Um, to So next Sunday for that race. Yep. Um, for us to tune in and uh, see how Las Vegas goes. For the casual, like I'm – Relatively well, I am a, a, yeah, an F one casual. Yeah. I'm really kind of follow it because because my mates are into it, and yeah. you know I'd like to see the Aussies going okay. Yeah, and they've been doing Oscar and Ricardo have doing pretty good. So and for Aussies, this yeah. is peak. Yeah, like, outside of the Australian Grand Prix, this yeah. is peak time. So the, yeah, it's not either super early in the morning, and it's not a not eleven o'clock start. So there is that. There is one thing, but you could run it into it. Uh, mm. The Cricket World Cup final, uh, well, but that starts at seven thirty. True. So if you wanted to, you know, get your couch. Time in, mm-hmm. you could go mm-hmm. uh, a Vegas Grand Prix into hopefully Australia being there. Yeah, well, I think the playing is New Zealand. A race is usually under two hours unless there's anything significant. Boom. So yeah, I think that's it, next Sunday it, sorted. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, you could probably get the whole race in and go straight into the Cricket World Cup. There you go, Australian fans. And that's a good place to finish uh, because mm-hmm. we we won't be on next week. I've mm-hmm. got a wedding, uh, yep. but we might do two. Two weeks time. Yep. Uh, we'll have cricket world cup. cup results. We'll have really sort of starting to get towards pointy end of NFL. Oh, we'll yep. have EPL and NBA building. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, wrapping up the end of the F one and looking forward yeah. to UFC we... two nine seven six six six. Two. It'll be six would be coming up, and then will F one be done? By the F one will be done. Uh, Abu Dhabi. Well, it'll be, no, that, it'll it'll be, be leading, that nine. Yeah, it'll be leading into the last race at Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yep. Thank you to those that have listened after a month off. Uh, we do appreciate it. We can see a couple in there in the live listeners. Uh, for anyone else that's listening throughout the week, hopefully you're having a good drive to work, good day on the tools, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening and supporting the Esky. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Yep. Goodbye. Catch up.